just we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it, man. You you're lucky we don't have a video component because you look wild crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, play the thing that you played earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd have lost interest. Yeah, let's play this shit. No, man, no, man. Some it was... of y'all what I just had to tell my mama. So some of y'all don't think you both to throw the leftovers away. Mm-mm. At some point, the leftovers mm-hmm. got an expiration date on them. They gotta go. It's a cap go. on the leftovers. You got About nine days. leftovers as long as you want to, man. Some of y'all might want to write this down because I'm gonna give you the calendar and, and the itinerary for these leftovers. You cooked the food on Wednesday night. Thursday, you ate the food. Friday, that one was the best. It. Saturday, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. Sunday, ain't no more leftovers, man. Monday, you tripping. Tuesday, your ass getting worms if you still eating them leftovers. <laughs> Wednesday, hospital. Thursday, dead. That's just the bottom line for these leftovers. <laughs> and that, was love a, that, was, that was a word for my good brother, Plies, who always <laughs> imparts pretty good wisdom uh, upon his, uh, his, his social media following. Ah, oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I love it, man. Hey, let me hold up. I want to play something, but I don't think it's going to be good technically. <laughs> Who knows? Now is not the time to find out. Technology been whooping our ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. We back after a long holiday slash week before the holiday. Break. Yep, it was good, man. How, how how was yours, man? You've been gone for a while. What's up? Uh, I was ripping and running for a little bit, but I'm back. Uh, Work getting a little crazy, but you know, I make it through. All right, Christmas, that's enough for that. Christmas right that's around enough. the corner. That's enough of your work's getting crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming back. Uh, what is this, episode 23, 22? 23, 23. 23 of uh, your favorite podcast. Yep, say it now. Baseless banner. Why you baseless? I don't know. Better. I don't know. We'll figure that out soon. It's cool, man. Just switch it up every time. I'm cool with it, man. Yeah, no doubt. Tell the people what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, shit. I lost my itinerary. Well, <laughs> I'll go ahead and get it. I'll go ahead and pull it up. I'll turn off the music. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I got it. I got do it, man. I got it. Do another nigga job, okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> it's man, you were no, no, goofy today, top, man. From the top, we, we go all right, man. Follow us on follow us on Twitter on Baseless Banner at Baseless Banner on Twitter, Baseless underscore Banner on Instagram. You can also email us your thoughts. Hold on, man. Pause. God damn, man. Get away from the mic. We just had this conversation. No, man. I told you. I listened to it and it said I was too low. Now oh, loud. Man. See, oh, I don't know, man. Oh boy. All right, man. Professionals here. We're professionals. All right. Is that better? That's better, better, man. That's better, man. I can hear you. All right. I better not be low on on the episode after recording. That's all right, man. Just talk with your inside voice. You good. I don't know. I don't have an inside voice. All right, man. Tell us what we're going to be talking about today, Paul. Let's get the show started. We talking about these sorry-ass bucks on the rise. The Nets of bike, as usual. The Suns on the winning streak. Got some things to say about that. Also... Uh, looks like we got a new segment out here. Yeah. I see you talking about e- Enos Canner Freedom. Uh huh. I don't think who, anybody who, know about that. Who else in that What's category? Who, or who else in that? Who else in that new segment? Uh, the critics of King Richard. All right. Yeah. Too woke folks. People that's too woke folks. Okay. 
All right, we're going right. to have some entertainment news, you know, some shows that we're going to talk about. Word. And that's about it. Oh, I see the music segment. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Get to those year-end lists, you know what I mean? About that time. Uh, I don't see anybody else. I don't see anybody else dropping it. Yeah, that's a shot to you, Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. Sorry, Duckworth. but Rick Ross dropping next week. Holla that's at right. Me. That's right. But uh, we'll get started like we always do with these NFL uh, recap and predictions. Uh, first, on Thursday, we had um, your annual Thanksgiving matchup where you have the, the sorry-ass Lions taking on the sorry-ass Bears. They should have won. Lions, Lions should have won that game. Uh-huh. Uh, but Bears won 16-14. Uh, my Raiders went down to Jerry World and got a win in overtime. <sighs> Uh, finally, another team's penalties helped us propel to the to the victory. So, um, you know, real happy about that. I think every team in the AFC West has six wins right now. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say great division, but pretty competitive. Uh, Which all in third of, place? Uh, I believe we're in second, not mistaken. Um, uh, but uh, doesn't matter. We all got six and a half win or six wins, five losses, and. Um, you know, there's a lot of parody in the division. So, um, you know, it's anybody's division. Moving on. Uh, yeah, y'all in third place. Yep, yeah. Y'all in third place, just like I thought y'all would be. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and then we got the, uh, <laughs> the Bills uh, beat the shot of the Saints 31-6. to um, Behind a complete game from Josh Allen. Uh, talking about, you know, 23 for 28. And his, his, his uh, interceptions, um, you know, which were there were two. Um, were pretty bad ones, but uh, otherwise efficient game, four touchdowns. Um, and uh, Stefan Diggs, the Bills looked like the team we thought they were. So um, we'll see how they stack up uh, in the division coming down the stretch here. Um, Bengals, uh, let's let's just go ahead and just kick this. Whoa, 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 whoa! Why are we why are we going over there so fast? I mean, that's just Hold the next down. game. That's just the next Hold game. Go ahead, just talk about it, man. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> you know. <it> was... <laughs> All right, it was uh some some team in Pittsburgh against the Cincinnati Bengals, forty-one to ten. This nigga came out timid, talking about oh yeah, oh shit. like his nigga reading a book report. Go ahead, man, your team got smashed. Hey, I I knew I thought we was gonna win, but then I, I was driving home from Tennessee watching this game, and I was like, man, we suck. Turn this shit off. We we trash. <laughs> we trash. T.J. White, the only one out there that's trying to play. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever, man. Bengals actually good. They're actually good. People sleeping on them. They're, act, they're actually they they have offense and defense. Yeah, yeah. That's they are they are a solid team. Um, uh, and you know, I think the biggest thing about this Bengals victory is that uh, Joe Mixon like had a day. Um, y'all couldn't stop the run. Uh, T Higgins went off. Um, you know, he's been uh, a pretty good you know number two receiver uh, on that team. Um, I think we can all agree Jamar Chase is the number one, but uh, team T Higgins really went off on y'all secondary. So just a, a thorough um, victory from ass whooping from the ass whooping from, <laughs> from the Bengals. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, next up, we had the uh, Dolphins beat up on the Panthers, thirty three to ten. Panthers thirty three. Cam Newton yeah. uh, went from uh, out the league to on the bench. Um, you know, <laughs> see to me, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Oh, you say I'm back on the bench. No, it said I suck. It was oh, like man. it was the uh, same picture. <laughs> yikes! Um, but they don't look good at quarterback at all. I mean, you know, oh. uh, outside of 
of course, the offseason investment in Sam Darnold and then, you know, PJ Walker comes in and, and starts a couple, you know, games and then they bring Cam Newton back. I mean, it, you know, that is revolving door and I don't see that team getting any better. Uh, now, I think Christian McCaffrey is back on the injured list, right? Uh, uh, he um, is out for the season. Yeah, he's, he's out, out for the for season. season. So yeah, um, the season. not much to look forward to in terms of the Panthers offense. Uh, hopefully, uh, my boy DJ Moore keep getting targets down the stretch here uh, to, to, you know, get me this fantasy football victory of some sort. So we'll see. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But they got they got Cam. They already said Cam starting uh, this weekend. So they should have just went ahead and went to sh- got Deshaun Watson, to be honest with you. That's what it's looking uh, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that fly down here. But uh, next up, we got the Giants uh, beating up on the Eagles. Thir- well, not beating up on them, but 13-7 uh, victory yeah, over terrible. the Eagles. Um, yeah, the game was pretty sloppy, if you ask me. Um, Jalen Hurts had a terrible game. Uh, Daniel Jones had a, you know, a pretty average, just a guy game. I mean, Saquon Barkley was back, um, but they looks like they limited his touches, 13, uh, 13 touches for 40 yards. Um, didn't really do much. Oh, he had four receptions, but for 13 yards. So, uh, mostly check down. I mean, shit. um, yeah, that was, it was a terrible just, game. Yeah. It was, it was just a sloppy, sloppy game. Like it, it really, it really was. It really reminded me of like the, the NFC East games of old, like not much scoring, yeah. just, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of just lot gritty. Of, yeah. Field goals beating up on people. So, um, yeah. Uh, good for them. Uh, the, uh, I think arguably the upset, uh, well, I, mean, I don't know, call it upset of the week, but you know, definitely, um, a shocking result. Patriots beat up on the Titans 36 to 13. Um, Mac Jones looks great. Uh, <clears throat> I continue to say this. I was wrong about Matt Jones. Uh, Mac Jones, he looks great. Uh, th- 23 for 32, 310, and two touches. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the defense played really, really well. Um, and the Titans, man, they just I – don't, I don't know what's up with the They Titans. don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They don't have much going in terms of uh, offensive philosophy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know they've had their injuries, but until they figure that out, um, yeah, they're going to be – they're going to be kind of a touch-and-go team. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the defense I think, really showed up here. I think I was the one that told you that, um, the Patriots are going to come back. Didn't I tell you that earlier at the beginning of the, of the I mean, season? In the preseason, you said the Patriots would be, you know, atop the league. And, you know, I don't know that I disagreed, but, um, you know, I had, uh, the Bills, uh, winning that division. So, I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens since they play this week. Yeah, they do. It's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, that, is, that a, is that a primetime game, 4 o'clock game? Is that uh, no, nah, it's probably – let me see. I'm looking right now. It is – oh, it's a, it's, it's a Monday night football. Oh, okay. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Um, uh, it'd be the first time I watched Monday night football in a long time. Um, you didn't watch when <laughs> your Raiders played? Uh, they played earlier in the season, though. I'm talking about just in, you know. In oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Um, Next up, we have the Falcons beat the Jags 21-14. Jags suck. Uh, so do the Falcons. <laughs> um, next up, we got the Buccaneers beat the Colts in a really good game, actually. Um, this one came down to the wire. And, um, and the Colts, Another bum you know, on your fantasy team goes off. Yeah, Proceed. I mean, you know, listen, Lenny Fournette uh, had a robust 17 carries for 100 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. And then 
added a seven reception, 31 yard performance through the air uh, with one touchdown as well. So um, he was my fantasy uh, um, MVP of the week. Uh, not to be outdone, Jonathan Taylor uh, continued to have a pretty decent game. I mean, this relative to a lot of his other, um, you know, a lot of you know the games in the season is not a bad, um, not a bad stat line. I mean, he averaged five point two yards a carry and got a touchdown. So against the Bucks, yeah, against the Bucks yeah. run defense. So yeah, I mean, so. let let me ask you something. While you're talking about, I'm talk, I'm sick of your fantasy team players. Are you mm-hmm. are you uh, worried about me coming back? Because you slip up and it's over. Not really. Not when you're scoring 104 <laughs> points to win a game. So, no, not really. You act like you didn't do that last week. I mean, <laughs> the so. week before. Okay, <laughs> then, nigga. I'm about to scare My, my quarterback you. was hurt. Okay, my... okay, nigga. I'm about to scare as you as you scared of me. What's up? I'm What's not... up? You scared? Nah, not at all. all. Right. Let's, let's continue all right. with these NFL uh, recap then. I'm going to let you cook. I'm going <laughs> to let you cook real quick. I'm going to let you cook. That's all, all right. right. <laughs> so, uh, next up, we had the uh, Jets beat the Texans 21 21- to 14, no one cares. Um, no one cares. We got yeah. the uh, Broncos beat the Chargers. Woohoo, no one cares. <laughs> you you uh, definitely hate them teams. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Um, then uh, the 49ers beat the Vikings. Vikings lose big, uh, not on the scoreboard, but rather uh, in terms of personnel. Um, Dalvin Cook got a separated shoulder, so he's out for a couple of weeks. Um, Kirk uh, Cousins. A couple of weeks to that minimum. Yeah. Kirk Cousins didn't look, you know, bad, but, you know, looked kind of average. Um, and, yeah, offensively, it was just kind of all over the place. But um, 49ers uh, continue. That was to prove a good game, a lot, though. Yeah, they continue to prove a lot of people wrong. I mean, in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, you know, they were able to to really uh, maximize the use of Debo Samuel, who also – uh injured his groin um just get the ball to Debo he's week to week but he's you know arguably the best running back in the league uh even on a, <laughs> even on a team with a guy named Eli Mitchell who uh carried the ball for 27 yards or sorry for 27 carries for 133 yards um but uh but yeah um Brandon Ayuk is, is starting to come up uh, live um and listen I drafted Brandon Ayuk and mm-hmm. I gave him to week six before I said you know what fuck this um, and I mean, you know, listen, he has a slow start. Uh, apparently he was, uh, injured going into the season. Um, that's egg on my face, but, um, but yeah, well, well, mean, we, we even, because I drafted James Conner yeah. and said, fuck it. Yeah. So I got Brandon. Are you, you got James right. Conner all hey, of a sudden. It ha- look, see, we do trade. Look at that. Um, no, we didn't make no trade. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't make no trade. You like, I got Darnell Mooney too. Uh, wow. so it looks like I'm winning. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll 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 save the shit talk for playoff season uh, for fantasy football. It's coming up in a couple of weeks, so we'll we'll have a little fun there. Uh, next up, we have the Packers beat the Rams, thirty six to twenty eight. Um, really good game. Um, you know, I, listen, uh, I don't know who's good in the NFL, right? Like <laughs> one one week the Rams can look like shit, and then the next week they can look like a contender, um, even in a loss against the, uh, the Packers. Uh, I don't think the Packers really um, did anything particularly special from an offensive uh, standpoint. I mean, uh, Devontae Adams um, made some pretty big catches, eight receptions for 104 yards. Um, and A.J. Dillon had a really good game on the ground in terms of moving the sticks. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think the difference maker here 
uh, is, is Aaron Rodgers um, rushing for a touchdown or, yeah, rushing for a touchdown, uh, passing for another, uh, for two other. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, I'll t- tell you this every time. Well, the Rams aren't good because Matt Stafford's playing like ass. It's always based off of what he's doing right now. That's correct. So, and, and their defense is underachieving. Like, they're really underachieving. I don't, they got all these players and they ain't doing nothing. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, you know, the acquisition of Von Miller in the middle of the season would help nope. them in terms of pass rush. And listen, there, there's still a little time for them to come together. Um, I don't think all is lost, um, but they're in a tough division. I mean, you know, even with Kyler Murray being out, the Cardinals are still winning ball games. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they they're feeling that pressure, at least from them. And then not to mention San Francisco is on a little bit of a heater, too. You know I think, I mean? the, yeah, I think the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. I think all three of them are going to make the playoffs, to be honest with you. Nah. You don't think so? Nah, it's one of, one of those teams. One of those teams between the Rams and the Niners is going to be the odd man out. I, I just think, I just think look, otherwise, look other places in the NFC where um, – were, I mean, you know, it's possible. I, I'll take that back because yeah, I was, was going to say who you guys. Who else is the it North? Though? The North, the whoever wins the North. Well, actually, it's going to be the Packers that win. The it's going to be so the Packers. Gonna, yeah, it's only going to be one out of there, and then NFC South. Uh, what Buccaneers? The Falcons are in second place. Please, they're not making it. They're below five hundred. Yeah, they're five and six. Um, yeah. but the uh, the Buccaneers. Might they're going to win a division. Yep. Yeah, they're yeah by by default they're I mean and, and they're pretty good too, but. Um, you know, between them and, and the Packers, they'll be fighting for that number one seed in the uh, – oh, I'm sorry, the Cardinals. Uh, what are the Cardinals' record? Cardinals only lost two games. They're not, yeah, they're 9-2. So, yeah, yeah, they're going to be uh, – yeah, they're going to be jockeying for that, for that number one spot. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't think those teams are – I don't know. We'll, we'll do a we'll – yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There's no one else better than I don't think there's any other teams that's not winning their division that's I, I, better just, than the Rams. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that because I mean, what Cowboys probably going to win the? Um, it's between the Cowboys and Washington. Washington has an easier schedule, which is yeah, ironic. Um, that's what I'm saying. Who else is it? There's no one else. That's true. All right, we'll we'll see uh, if if the NFC West gets three teams in the in the playoffs. I mean, oof, yeah. Um, what do we got next? Oh, the last game is the – oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ravens beat the Browns 16 to 10. Baker Mayfield uh, is, is horrible. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. 18 for 37, my dude? No, 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 no. Baker Mayfield is horrible. I, I said this before. Baker Mayfield's horrible. Lamar Jackson is worse. Man, like, why do you have to keep – he was 20 for 32 for 165 yards. He did throw four interceptions. That, if you actually watched that game, he was – Terrible. I mean, horrible. Baker's hurt. Baker is hurt. He's playing through a torn shoulder. Okay. He got a bad knee. Ain't nothing wrong with Lamar. He's still still sorry, though. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, yes. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, Lamar is down there, too. I feel you. I I was starting with Baker Mayfield, but you had to make about Lamar. You know what I'm saying? My bad. You're right. I mean, mean, no, no, no. Get your shit off, dog. I mean, you know. I'm just sick of it, man. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this bullshit. We playing like ass, and then we looking at Lamar getting saved by his defense. I wish we could do that. And it's it's a Hall of Fame kicker, too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mr. 67-yard Justin Tucker. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I saw an interesting meme earlier. It was like, who would you trust 
uh, with your life. If if you had to, if Steph Curry had to make an open three or Justin Ooh. Tucker had to make a, a field goal of 40 yards. I go. I I'll put my faith in that white man, yeah. I'll I put mean, the faith of my life in that white man. That that, that forty yard head. is pretty much yeah, it's pretty it's automatic. Like that that's more so that's broke, more of a layup for him. They broke down the percentage, and I think it was like a point one difference percentage that Steph Curry shoots better than Justin Tucker makes forty yard forty yard field goals. Like it was point one percent. It was like ninety really? point. It was like 90.8 and 90.7 respectively. Oh, uh, yeah, shit's crazy. I, I still might go for Justin. But yeah, yeah he's, he's automatic is what I'm saying. And yeah. uh, Lamar's fortunate to have a team where, and I think this is why I think it's, when you think about, like, if I was an NFL GM, I'm hiring a special teams coach to be my head coach. I think mm-hmm. that is a formula that not a lot of people like to really go with. But if you if you look at if you look at a guy like John Harbaugh, right, like he's not known to be an offensive mind or a defensive mind. He's known to be a great manager, of right. personnel and knowing he's a player has got a coach. Yeah. And listen, in spite of Lamar being, you know, who he is, he has that team at eight and three, Jim Harbaugh or uh, John Harbaugh. Eight and three. You know what I'm saying? No, they, they like, didn't. They didn't lose three times, did they? Yeah, they're eight and three. They are? Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. Well, no. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, and, you know, the Ravens defense being what, what it is, uh, is definitely, you know, a product of good personnel and, and how deep they are. Because, I mean, you know, I think what's his name? Patrick Queen, all over the place. Um, who was leading tackler? Yeah, Patrick Queen was leading tackler with eight. Uh, Marlon Humphrey had a really good game. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, the guy's got good pass rush. Everything's just kind of solidified on defensive end. And Lamar doesn't have to do much, right? And, mm-hmm. even, and even in those situations, like, he, Lamar is a quarterback that doesn't let his terrible game get to him to the point where he loses his team the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need him to get you a drive put together – in the two-minute drill to go up or get in the field goal range, he can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I trusted him about the same amount as I trust in Derek Carr. I don't know how much that says, but, like, you know, he's proven to do that. So, you know, he's capable. Just, he's capable. Is he, I mean, a, is he an elite quarterback in the league? I do not think so. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I mean, he's, he's capable, and uh, what it looks like, he better than, he better than Baker. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, so I think he outrides Baker because his athleticism and but Baker can at least read defenses. Lamar can't. Can Baker and, read defenses, though? Uh, I think he read it better than Lamar, honestly. I, I don't think that's I mean, if I'm Baker, I don't think that's a compliment. I mean that's why I said it like that. Like, right, right. Than Lamar. But, but, I'm, but, but I'm saying, but I'm saying though, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh uh, well, I got it. I, I, I got you. Know what, but I'm saying what but, Baker is. I don't think he's you know a better quarterback than Lamar, fully healthy well, or not. Well, I just maybe it's it's just I'm just saying I think Lamar gets bailed out too many times for his career, his whole career because of the Ravens defense. I, I'm of course people gonna his say career, oh, his career, albeit short. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, and, and like, look, look, 
I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, you, you can, there's a lot of built-in excuses for Baker. Uh, just like I can say there's built-in excuses for Lamar, right? Like there's no running game to support mm-hmm. him, right? Like, you know, like you can't really get your run pass option off because you got fucking me in the backfield. They still the do the run. They still run the RPO every play though. They still right, run it. But nobody, but nobody takes it serious is what I'm saying. That first but, option, that first mesh, nobody takes that serious because they don't have a dog back there. It, it was, I mean, Le'Veon Bell was supposed to be that person, right? Um, but, you know, that hasn't worked out. Um, you know, of course, your your top two guys got um, got injured, and now you're on to Devontae Freeman, who's doing the best he can, but he's he's kind of at this point in his career as, a, you, know, a, a, you know, a guy that's going to come in and, and – in third down situations and, and, and get you a catch out of the backfield or, you know, some kind of wheel route or some shit. Yeah. But, but what I'm, yeah, but what I'm saying is the reason why they can still run that weak ass RPO offense is because their defense keeps them in the game at all times. That's what I'm saying. Like if he was on a team that had a, like a piss poor off, I mean, defense, you can't run that RPO because you so far behind. You can't just keep running the ball like that. Well, that, so I agree with you partly in that, like, yeah, your defense, what, what positions your defense can put you in will somewhat dictate, you know, your offensive philosophy, like in a, in a game situation. But I think that like in terms of the Ravens going into a game and their game plan and what they want to do, the RPO is the top of the list. Like right. that's not, that's not, but that's, but I'm not saying that's because like their defense can give up. Their defense can give up 30 points a game. The RPO is still going to be at the top of the list in terms of what they do. That's how their personnel is built. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they they don't, they don't, they're not a team that's gonna get in there and run, you know, a pro style offense or some shit like that. Which I think if they ran a pro style offense with Lamar Jackson, I think they would have a little bit more success. Like a lot of a lot of like two back sets, like mm-hmm. um, you know, offset eyes or even a single back set with um, with three tight ends, um, you know, and one receiver, I think that would, that would somewhat help, um, you know, get them into a point where, you know, they can slow grind. Um, you know, of course they got, you know, some receivers that, you know, they can bring in there and personnel in, in some, some, you know, two by one or, uh, two by two type formations, but like they're, I, I think they are what they are. And like I said before, I credit John Harbaugh for understanding his personnel and, and putting together these game plans where, hey, their wins aren't always going to be the prettiest things. They're going to have some ugly-ass wins. And you know in that division, there could be some ugly-ass games. Yeah, right? it's coming up. Um, yeah, they yeah come, so, they're coming up soon. Yeah, I mean, shit, that Pittsburgh Steelers, that, that second Pittsburgh Steelers game is probably going to be 6-3. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be a real grimy affair. Shit, we haven't played them yet. We haven't played yeah. them yet. Oh, so, haven't played yeah. Them? oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, nah, we haven't played them yet. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be so, – you yeah. already know what's about to happen. Right. But at the end of the day, all that matters is W. And, oh, no, no, no. I get that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But, but I'm what I'm trying to do is break it down for the, the average football fan. Like, they come in and they'll say – Oh, Lamar Jackson's like top two quarterback in the league. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not even like, he's not. Yeah, he's not a good quarterback. He's a, he's a great athlete. Why do you want to waste your time talking to people like that though? Because it's always, okay. 
Ty, you might know this. I, I don't know if you agree, but I think I know football and basketball. I personally think I know that. People don't think I know that. People don't think I know football and basketball. People think I'm just a Steelers fan who just watches Big Ben and I only know who Juju Smith-Schuster is and all this other shit. But, mm-hmm. but people out here thinking like, Oh, Lamar Jackson is this. He's great. He's better than all the like someone told me Lamar Jackson as a quarterback is better than Ben Roethlisberger. I was like, well, maybe now because Ben is old. Yeah, but if you put both of them in the prom, yeah, yeah, no way. No way. That's not even a conversation to be had. I mean, you know, Ben's got a Ben's got a resume. He's got receipts. Like, there's no need. There's no need to. Yeah, Yeah, but but what I'm saying is. I, I was breaking this down for somebody the other day. I said the problem with beating the Ravens is their offense is so elementary that pro teams don't know how to beat it. Like it's just so basic. Just, no one knows so, how to beat it. So huh? it's just like it's just like the 49ers offense. Like literally the 49ers and the Ravens are carbon copy teams. Like they're carbon copies of each other. Yeah, I can Call see me that. Online. They, they, have, they, have, they have better skill players on the on the 49ers, though. They have uh, better more skill util- players. Yeah, more utility guys. Yeah, they, right? like, like, like Brandon Ayuk is, Brand, is, yeah, Brandon is Ayuk better than all of them. Yeah, Hollywood Brown, Brown just a go guy. He's just right. run nine routes. Now, now, I like to engage in a little thought exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say the Ravens get a guy in the mold of Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, right? Not saying them, them particularly, but just a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say... Let's just say the Ravens had like Jalen Rager or somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like that offense would come alive a little bit more, right? Like it, it would, it would definitely be, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, more versatile in a way that you know you're just getting the ball in the hands of playmakers to get well, you five, six yards a clip. I mean, yeah, but so I believe, like, I would say, like the first three games they would use Jalen Rager. And they would kill him, even though I don't think Jalen Rager's good. I think they would like use him to the max. But then, like after game three, they go right back to what they've been doing. All right, Lamar, just run, just like do your option plays. Like that's what I think because they've had too many times where people say, "I don't want to go to the Ravens because they're not going to throw the ball." It's just like going to, just like going to Georgia Tech or going to Alabama in the early two thousands, two thousand tens. Like, you don't go there as a receiver. You go there as a running back or defense. That's how I see the Ravens. Like, they just don't use – they don't use – like, I remember I saw a trade. They were talking about Adam Thielen going to the Ravens, uh, Allen Robinson going to the Ravens. They even pursued Juju, and Juju was like, hell no, I'm not going there. Like, for what? To block? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I don't know. It's just – I think John is just stuck. I don't know. I, I always get the brothers mixed up. It's I think John they're just st- – yeah. They're just stuck in their ways. And then, honestly, okay, perfect example. At the beginning of the season, they was like Lamar was doing in um, in the preseason, I want to run more plays under the center. And then they said, okay, cool. He hasn't run a play under the center this entire season. This yeah. entire season. Because yeah, they said – I mean, part, uh, of that is, part of that is Greg Roman. Greg right? Roman, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? You know what's funny? I, I just, you know, all right. I just put it together because Greg Roman was in San Francisco. Oh, wow. oh see? Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on it because I, I just I just felt the need to, to stick up for Lamar Jackson in a way that, um, that I mean, you know, like, I, honestly, like, I think, you know, he's a capable enough quarterback. I'd hate to play against him as a defensive coordinator. I think to a man, every defensive coordinator, they're not 
they're not going into it thinking the way you do like oh this guy can only this guy can only run the ball he can't throw because mm-hmm. just when you think that i mean you know he's proven it all throughout you know uh yeah. you know, him playing that you know he's a threat and i mean his team his team's record is an indication of that so we'll move on um we got the seahawks on monday night uh going into washington and losing <laughs> 17 to 15 um yikes uh russell wilson didn't have a bad game um <sighs> well he had a horrible game to the fourth quarter <laughs> yeah 20 for 31 two four, uh 247 and two touchdowns um they don't as indicated by their signing of adrian peterson uh, I mean, listen, he was a leading rusher, two, two carries for 16 yards. They weren't interested in running the ball at all. Um, and Sabotage. This is sabotaging. Yeah. This, yeah. This, that's all it is. They, they, don't, they packed it up. They're going to trade Russ after the season. They're, they're going to trade let me, let me just do my pitch real quick. <clears throat> Yo, Russ, you tired of your, your coach chewing gum all loud? Man, don't be talking about Washington. <laughs> Not running the ball in goal line situations in the Super Bowl. No running backs. Come to death row. Come down to Vegas. <laughs> we'll treat you well. CC can get a uh, get a residency there. You, little future, Sienna. Oh, <laughs> Win. Y'all have a great time in Las Vegas. The desert, baby. You can wear them, you can wear them um them goofy ass sunglasses. Okay. You don't gotta gamble. You don't gotta be in the strip joints. You can have you a nice ranch right next to John Wayne's place. You know what I'm saying? Watch out for them Santa Ana wins. They ain't no joke. But come on down to <laughs> Vegas and be a raider. Come on down to Vegas. You need you, Russ. This man said, fuck you, Derek Carr. <laughs> I ain't said it. You said it. Yeah, I ain't said You said it. <laughs> so Washington um, improves to five and six on the season. Um, uh, Taylor Heineke, um, the Trump supporting um, gun toting, red blooded American. Uh, oh, he's a Trump supporter? 35. Oh, yeah. Big sure, time. Sure, no. um, bro, bro highlighted this game is Antonio Gibson, 29 carries for 111 yards. 36 touches? What are we doing out here? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He had seven receptions. Yeah. Uh, he was he was balling out of control. Um, shout out to your fantasy team if you still got him. Or you trade him he away? was on my bench and I was offering him, but no one wanted him. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I can't say nobody wanted him. I hit you with a trade proposal on Thursday. Remember that? When? On Last Thursday? Thursday? Yeah. Was it a legit trade proposal? <laughs> you be sending was. me some BS. No, it wasn't. You said you, said you want to condare, Kadarius Tony. I said, hey, price going to be Gibson, Waller, <laughs> whoever. Exactly. Look at you. Look Look at you. Tony, Tony ain't touched the field in two weeks. <laughs> That's right. He questions this week, too. He ain't, yeah, he ain't even practiced today. He ain't practiced today. Yeah, this shit exactly. Wild. Look at you. That shit wild. <laughs> That shit, wow, man. He told us, you want a commerce? You want a commerce? I was like, oh, here comes some bullshit. Here comes Ty about to send some bullshit. Ty, uh, you want them sneaky niggas that send bullshit that don't nobody know about. And somebody sent me some bullshit during Thursday games. I, well, no, it was during the um, during the, the, the Bucks game where uh, Leonard was going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it might have been Make a... Nah. It might have been Ren. He sent me some bullshit for like... It was like Debo Samuel for like these 
uh, Jarvis Landry and some other ho ass nigga. And I'm like, look, man, if y'all, y- y'all, I, I feel like I send y'all like, like decent trades. Like I send you bullshit because I don't want to commerce with you. Exactly. I feel, like, I feel like I send decent <laughs> trades, even trades to people for people to be playing in my face and shit. We'll get into it after oh. the season's over. But that's what but I do. A, that's a what I tell you. That's what I do. A lot of these niggas be be playing in your face a lot. So um, y'all watch they out gonna for try these you. niggas. Yeah, they're going to uh, try you. Let's move on to the NBA. A um, couple stories here. Uh, the Nets um, are on the rise. Their last 10, they're 8-2. They're and two. Um, And, uh, you know, starting to play a little bit better. Um, I know that panic was sitting in, uh, setting in. Um, you know, earlier in the year, uh, because I mean, of course, Kyrie wasn't playing, but they, you know, they mm-hmm. uh, just didn't look good. Jay, well, Kevin looked good. Uh, James had a little bit of trouble adjusting to to the new foul rules. So um, he's adjusting now. I think the uh, I I think the refs are starting to lighten up a little bit again. That's what's yeah, going on. Yeah, they had to make a point. They had to yeah. make a point for sure. Um, to get people to stop doing that shit and. For for all we know, because I haven't watched a lot of Nets basketball, but uh, for all we know, I mean, you know, maybe he's stopping doing. He's, he's, he's doing not flop. I, I watched the game last night. He's he's literally not flop. I mean, he's like going to the uh, going to the hole, and he's not doing all that bullshit. Yeah. Like I was like, all right, that's what we want. Like, stop. No one wants to watch that for sure. Uh, last time we chatted, the the Bucks were like sitting at like under five hundred, looking yeah. crazy, but they're eight and two in their last ten on a seven. I got a game question. Win. Seven I got a question for streak. you. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So between the two, who would you take if both were healthy at all times in their prime? Would you take Anthony Davis or would you take Giannis Antetokounmpo? I want you between, to think about it. Between the two, I mean, so they're both in their prime. We can agree. Right now, they're both in their prime, right? Uh yeah uh yeah uh AD's a little older but yeah 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 you okay. can say they're both in their prime so they're both in their prime and if they were both healthy all the time who would I take um and I'm talking about like is this like to start a team or just it doesn't I guess it doesn't really matter um, no it doesn't matter mm. I would say I think Giannis he, uh, okay I think Giannis. I think he does more of what people that size are supposed to do. And I think he's added more to his game in his short time in the NBA, relatively speaking, short time in the NBA, um, that I think his ceiling is higher. So if I'm a GM trying to understand um, or trying to trying to really, you know, um, yeah, try to get – sorry, I got a delivery – Fat, sorry, right now I'm doing fat boy shit. <laughs> fat boy shit. Yeah, I'll play that sound clip after my hands are not full. But um, yeah, I think Giannis just has bigger upside than Anthony Davis at this point. Uh, I think Anthony Davis is a unicorn in that, like, he plays power forward slash center like a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing if I'm building a team. Okay, so that's my answer. So I said I would pick Anthony Davis. And, of course, people will say because I hate Giannis. But because what Giannis is doing right now, Anthony Davis has been doing that his whole career, except he always got hurt. 
he's on the West and he could shoot better. That's what, that was always my exception. And Giannis always has more people around him. He's, I mean, he's always had a better team around him. Uh, so like, if you go back and look at all those early years when he was with the Pelicans, he was dominating. I'm talking about killing. I mean, he will always get hurt. So that's why I was asking. I mean, how much better of a team did Giannis have around? There's, I mean, Anthony Davis has only had one good team with the Pelicans, and that's when it was Drew Holiday, Rondo, and Boogie Cousins. That okay. one year. After that, he hasn't had a good team. Okay. So Giannis? Giannis is at Chris Middleton. Undrafted, uh, undrafted G-Leaguer. Go ahead. Okay. Drew Holiday. <laughs> now. Okay. He has better coaches. Well, I mean, but I don't know about Bud. Yeah, you, see, you see how you see how yeah. somebody can you see how yeah, somebody can see this as Giannis hate. You see, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm no, no, but but no, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying overall is, so someone was telling me, AD is a finesse player. He's soft now, and I was like, I get it. Like after mm-hmm. you get hurt so much, you tend to not try to go, you know, two hundred percent every play because you're gonna get hurt. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you still do it, like Giannis. People still going to bring up that one game in the finals where he hit 17 free throws. Okay, he's not ever doing that again, ever. I don't care what's going on. He's never doing that again. He's not a good shooter. They have the same field goal percentage. Uh, AD doesn't shoot that many. He shoots better threes than Giannis. He's a better shooter overall. But what I'm saying is in his prime, well, I'll, I'll call his early years his prime, he, he had the same stats as Giannis. He just always got hurt. If you look at him, like he was like 27 and 12, four assists, like three blocks. He led the league in blocks like four times in a row. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just that's just my comparison. I just wish I don't like when people always say, well, when he develops a jump shot. I'm like, y'all keep saying that doesn't mean he's going to get a jump shot. That's not guaranteed in the NBA. People right. say LeBron got a jump shot. I'm like, that's LeBron. <laughs> like right. everybody don't get jump shots. So I don't know. That was just my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question because I I think they're both the same caliber player. Um, Mm -hmm. But right now, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Giannis is more, well, Giannis is more accomplished than than Anthony Davis, right? Right, and that's another thing. And, And that's another thing. So this is why I was telling them too. I was telling them it's a lot different when you're on the West and you fighting for your life to get in the playoffs. And then you on the East just dominate because there's not that much competition on the East. Like, what I'm saying is, so, like, people were saying it before. They are like, well, it's easy to get make the playoffs on the West. And I was like, no, it's not. It's easy to make the playoffs on the East. Like, you, there should never – people are telling me, if you are a top five player in the league, which I have AD as a top five player, mm-hmm. he was like, there's no reason why you should make the playoffs every year. And I was like, he was on the West. His teams were trash. And he was hurt. Like, what, what more do you want? And then it was like, well, Giannis was on. I was like, all right, the East has never been that good. It's always been top heavy. The East has always been top heavy. Yeah. And, so You know, yeah, I think that's the age old, you know, East versus West. Um, thing and I mean I think that's an easy an easy argument to make I think however these days there's a lot more parity between the two like there are a lot more there are a lot of good teams in the east but it's just that they're a lot closer 
in terms of um in terms of skill level quality whatever mm-hmm. now than than it has ever been you know or at least in recent memory so so this is what i this is the example i gave him i said the hawks won 41 games last year right out of 72 mm-hmm. they were the fourth or fifth seed in the east my grizzlies won 39 games ninth seed in the west i was like we in the play-in tournament i said what are we talking about like True. uh i mean it's it, the competition like granted it's a lot of people in the in the league in the, in the east like you said it's more evenly now but it's still dogs in the west like steph curry didn't make the playoffs last year think about that yeah. steph curry didn't make the playoffs last year and then people were telling me how well if you're so good you should make the playoffs every year and i was like you can't keep saying that d wade it's supposed to be, quote unquote, top three all time shooting guard in the history of the NBA, and he was trash in the um in the East. If he didn't have LeBron or Shaq, he either got put out in the first round or didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was like. But you can't. But but AD he got to make the playoffs every year in the on the West. I was like I mean, that don't make no, no sense. I mean I can make the argument that LeBron was also in the East, so that may have something to do with how D Wade couldn't really do much without Shaq before LeBron got there. But, you know, no, and, because- and, and you had three hall of famers on the team in Boston as well. So no, know. but, 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 but I'm saying that that he doesn't take away, but, hit the Drewski. No, <laughs> but that doesn't take away from you getting, you getting put out by the Hawks in the, uh in the first round. Like you should make the playoffs on the East. If It's not hard to make the playoffs on the East is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, then. I think we can agree there. I'm just saying, I mean, you know, as far as Anthony Davis and Giannis are concerned, I don't think that's a that's a fair point to argue when both of them didn't really have quality teams around them at all. You know what I mean? Like, you take Giannis and you throw him on the Timberwolves, right? Like, mm-hmm. he'd be no different than AD in the West with the Pelicans because that team yeah. wouldn't have been any better. You know what I mean? They would have been both, you know, 10th, 11th team in the, in the, in the West. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying uh, people are making fun of Anthony Davis now because like he's playing soft. And I'm like, well, I get it. I mean, I, I mean, you don't want to get hurt. Like I'm looking right now, 2016, he had 28, 12 and three. Like that's that's crazy numbers. 28, 11, and three. Like, what are we doing out here? He's straight up dominating. Like, these numbers are absurd, but everyone, no one's talking about that because he always got hurt and he was on the West. And no one cares if you're on the Pelicans. No one cares. Right. No, no one cares that's at all. Ch- that's like the, the Los Angeles Angels of the NBA. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, them no one the, cares. Then in the magic, no one gives a shit. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no, absolutely no one. So I don't know. That was just my thoughts that we had before uh, we had. It was a long argument about it. Yeah. Well, speaking Uh, of the West, I mean, the Suns uh, had a remarkable November uh, posting an undefeated record in November. Um, That team looks great. Chris Paul, um, you know, and Devin Booker and Mikhail Bridges. I mean, picking up where they left off last year. I actually look. I am surprised. I'm surprised, Um, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Them and the Warriors being the two best teams in the West at this point, not necessarily what I predicted, but, you know, it's definitely not surprising given, you know, the continuity that's on both of those teams. 
So, yeah, I'm I'm, good. I'm, su- I'm surprised that they, they beat. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they're doing so well. And they still beat the Warriors last night, even with Devin Booker getting hurt in the second quarter. They still mm-hmm. came and won. Like, Chris Paul is a true leader. Like, he, he is. I mean, he's – what he doing? What he got these boys doing? He's a nut puncher, crazy. but he's, he's a good leader. Oh, he, he – I, I told someone that before. They was like, we love Chris Paul. Like, you know, he's like the dirtiest player in the league. Like, yeah. <laughs> he like he's shout, literally shout, the dirtiest player in the league. Shout out to Julius Hodge. Julius Hodge will never let that go, ever. I Chris Paul is always a dirty player. Every every time Chris Paul's name come up, he always reminds y'all because he a nut punching some bitch. Well, it's just like when Ray John uh, threw them punches out of that game. <laughs> we tried to fight Chris Paul. I was like, oh, I get granted. it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's what I said. The, the, the president of the Players Association, well, the former president, is the dirtiest player in the league. That's crazy. Get that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, we'll keep watching NBA. Um, Christmas is approaching, so some of those games that we have marked on our calendars, some of them ain't gonna be all that, but some of them might be. So we'll take a look. What do you? How do you feel about uh, Clay Thompson coming back? Because excited. I was saying, huh? I'm excited. No, I'm excited, but then I'm I'm also trying to keep. I'm trying to be realistic about it. Like you haven't played in like almost three years now, and you tore your ACL. And you tore your Achilles. They're playing great defensively and offensively. I don't know how much of a difference Clay is going to make. Like I think people are going to go gonna into be the, right away. That's no, what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. Like right it's gonna away, yeah. re- it's going to take reps. I know he's yeah. been doing his thing in uh, G League, uh, playing scrimmages and doing things like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's only going to really be a matter of reps for him. Um, I mean, yeah, his injuries that he's coming off of are pretty pretty big injuries um back to back mind you um so yeah i mean i think they're gonna ease him into it as as well as they can but truth be told i mean nothing broke so why trying to why try to you know upset the apple cart really um and you know just work him in gradually get him some minutes here and there and by april he'll be you know you know if he's healthy um yeah i just want him to stay healthy man ready ready to go I just want to stay healthy. I don't uh, because everyone else is playing so good too, though. That chemistry is going to be interrupted, mm-hmm. and I don't want them to try to to force feed Clay to do everything. Like Clay ain't going to be the you know that 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 first team all defensive anymore. I don't see it happening. Honestly, I don't see it happening. I see him, you know, I can see him be a good defensive player, but he's not going to be you know, first team anymore. Like, he's just going to be stopping everybody. Well, the beautiful thing about it is that they have a lot of guys on that defense or on that team that are willing defenders, right? Like Jordan Poole, uh, yeah. Jonathan Kuminga, um, who's awesome defensively. Andre Iguodala, yeah. old ass. Draymond yeah, if Green, I say he's, he's ass. Um, but they I mean, got a uh, uh, Damian yeah. Lee. Uh, I mean, listen, they're, they're going to be fine. Um, and really, it's a good problem to have. Like, I don't think – you. Like, let's be realistic here. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have a guy like Clay Thompson come back and your team's gonna go to shambles. That's just not gonna happen. Right, right. You're gonna right, be able to right. plug him in and 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 spaces, especially situationally best. Like, you know, in that last two minutes, the under the under two minutes where you know you're pushing to either extend your lead or uh to to get the lead, you know, in certain situations, you know, throw Clay in there. You know what I'm saying? Like He's not a guy that's going to take a while to heat up. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's he's microwave. So uh, we can call him uh, microwave Clay Thompson. Um, <laughs> but, but but also but also I don't think the Warriors can get any better because how they're playing now. They've only lost three games for the whole season. One of them is from my Grizzlies, by the of way. They, but of course they can be better. I'm saying they're not gonna go undefeated. They're not no, going. No, they're not going to lose I mean, two games for the rest of the year. The, the core of this team and some of the supporting players were there for the seventy-three and nine season. You know what I'm saying? They know how to win games. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, when I say better, I meant record-wise. That's what I meant. I'm saying they're not going to get. They're not going to go twenty-three and three in the next twenty-five games or twenty-six games. They're not going to do that. I, I mean, when Clay comes back, I, I don't see it happening. I mean, I don't. I didn't expect that to begin with, but I, you know, I definitely wouldn't expect Clay to to spearhead something like that. So, you know, well, we'll, well see. We're seeing uh, Brian got COVID, of course. So mm-hmm. Anthony Davis gonna have to dominate. It's uh, funny they, they ain't even saying Brian got COVID. He's just in the protocol. Yeah, he's just in protocol. How that dare you say COVID. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. how dare you say it? But um, I'm still on the bandwagon. I, I'm gonna start seeing these trade things again, putting in putting in the universe. I'm, I sent trade Russell Westbrook, trade him mm-hmm. now, trade him. I would okay. trade him three team trade. Send uh, John Wall to the Lakers, or he he wants to play for. I, I told you out of spite, I send him to the Clippers. Even though John Wall wants to play with either the Heat, the Clippers, or the Sixers, I want to say he'd be a good fit on the Sixers. Yep, but, he would be. I mean, what's name is killing right now though? Uh, Tyrese Maxey is killing as a yeah. starting point guard. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, he's a good young player. Oh yeah, he's the one that's supposed to be dominate last year against the Hawks. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Lost me all this money. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I don't know. It's just a, a lot of a lot of uh, storylines going on in the in the NBA right now. Yeah, I'm just. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it to start ramping up. People are saying the Lakers aren't even gonna make the playoffs, and I was like, "Dang, have we have we come to this? <laughs> have hmm. we come to the Lakers not making the playoffs nah. with these bums?" I was say, "I guarantee you they're gonna make the playoffs unless something happens again, where it's like LeBron and AD and Russ gets hurt. They're making the playoffs, right?" Um, uh, but yep, on to some other NBA news. Um, I got I told you I got a new segment today, um, and it's gonna be the. <laughs> The honorary Will and Jada, why don't you just shut the fuck up a word? <laughs> so I had inspiration because, uh, you know, I started this segment off as off base. I thought it was kind of corny. I wanted to give it a name, really, you know, kind of get my, you know, settle in a little bit. So the Will and Jada shut the fuck up awards? Yeah. So it's the Will and Jada <laughs> honorary, why don't you shut the fuck up award? That's long. And today, I know, but it's 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 needed. Today's recipient um, is a gentleman, um, basketball player, ironically, by the name of Ennis Cancer Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> now, um, for those of you not familiar with Ennis Cancer's story, he's uh, of Turkish ethnicity. Um, Turkey is currently run by uh, what some people would say an authoritarian. Um, an autocrat, if you will, um, survived a coup attempt. Um, and his name is uh, President Erdogan. And um, 
Ennis has been outspoken against the Turkish government for as long as he's been an NBA. He's on the run. He's on the run. Um, they have like Interpol red notices for for Ennis Cantor. Like he can't travel. Like when the team um, didn't they play like a game overseas or no? He wouldn't. He couldn't go to like the games in Canada for a minute, right? Like yeah, like yeah. For a, for a minute, he was just like, all right, they they got to keep you in the United States because. We know we don't we don't know what's gonna happen. They looking for him. Yeah, they. Yeah. they, they I mean, they're they're, 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 yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they. I mean, they know where he at. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But and sorry, eating my dinner. That's so professional. But soap. <laughs> <laughs> but he um just got his citizenship the other day. Congratulations to him. His what? What? His what? His citizenship. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just got that shit. Um, on Monday, and he celebrated. That's what by, made him change his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, celebrated by appearing on Fox News um, with Tucker Carlson, and you know, doing this whole "proud to be an American" bit. Which, I mean, listen, you got a hit out on you from a very powerful world leader. Yeah, good for you. You got asylum. You're an American citizen. Cool. What I have a problem with is that. Throughout the season, he's criticized um, LeBron James in particular for some reason. He, he, um, no, no, he's been, he's been obsessed with LeBron his entire career. Let's yeah. just let, let's just say that. But go ahead. Yeah, and um, you know he's he's asking LeBron why he doesn't speak out on human rights and things of that nature. Um, criticized Jordan that you know Jordan doesn't do anything for black people. Just really, and I think. Over the course of time, as I heard a lot of those comments, I'm like, yeah, he's going full right wing media on you. Right. Like. Like he found his he found his niche, like his career is winding down. He needs something to do after basketball. And this is what he's going to choose to do. And that's all I read this for. I mean, the idea that LeBron owes you a conversation about how he can use his platform to better the lives of others is laughable. You're, exactly. talking about, you're talking about a guy that started the more than a vote campaign guy that started the school in his hometown. Um, a guy that's always outspoken on issues that are close to him um, to the, to the effect of, you know, host on that very news station where you decided to do your appearance, um, criticize him and told him to shut up and dribble. Now, no one's told you to shut up and dribble, but um, maybe just shutting up will be suffi- will suffice. You know what I'm I mean, saying? Like, I don't know how much dribbling Ennis Canner is doing with the Celtics these days anyway, but maybe just shutting the fuck up. I mean, I, I completely agree with you because, first of all, when he was talking all this shit with LeBron, LeBron even said it. He said, yeah, uh, before the game started, he walked right by me and didn't say a word. It was like, of course he didn't. Of course right. he didn't. He, he didn't say he shit. He's just a stunt queen. He just yeah, trying to get his name out there. And did you see when he uh he painted on his shoes? It was like free China. It was like free China. But then he he's talking about the labor, all the labor that's going on in China. But mm-hmm. he had Nike shoes on. You see how stupid you are? How you have yeah. Nike shoes on that are made in China, the same place that you're talking about? And I'm like, you're an idiot, man. Like, yeah, that's just, ironic. Attention. Yeah, that's ironic in a way. And then, you know, like, of course, 
like all the hot button issues, like the the Uyghur population that's being oppressed by uh, the Chinese government and things of that nature. Like, you know, he's he's on. I think the problem with Enos Kanter is that he's on the not like he's on the right side of a lot of what he's talking about. Right. Like, I think personally to a man, to me. I think human rights are important rights, right? But right. like, you can't lay that at the feet of others. If that's the message that you want to use your platform to get out, do that without roping in someone who's also who you can see is doing something for his community. Exactly. You exactly. Dan Levitar said it the best. He was like, we understand you appreciate being American now, but stop trying to tell Americans how to do certain things like shut up <laughs> like you said shut the fuck up seriously right. like what are you doing you and, and a lot of it is to just get attention because are you really talking to people or are you just going on tv you are changing your name i just saw the video of him changing his name he's smiling oh yes america 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 like they say he's doing that sammy sosa shit he got the right. american flag in his hand waving it in front of everybody it was like all right man it's wild because he's cozying up to these quote unquote real Americans that you know white people like to talk about but really that's just the code word for white people exactly um, and he's cozying up to them and what's gonna happen is he doesn't see he's not from here so he doesn't understand tokenism he yep. don't understand that now he's their token Muslim yep he's the Muslim that, that they're gonna get the, they're gonna call say hey we got this segment on, um, you know, the Turkish leader or, uh, you know, Sharia law or some other shit. Right. Hey, come come give your perspective on it. He's going to be at CPAC. He's going to be at C. He's going to be at CPAC next year. He's going to be uh, on all the news maxes, all the OANs by the end of the year. You watch. And the the thing is, is that, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, he he a dude with money in this country right and that's what yeah. dudes with money do you know what i'm saying that's where they land most of the time so you know hey everybody was rooting for you you know what i'm saying even when uh president erdogan was 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 trying to get you got and get your family got <laughs> i was rooting for you brother you know what i'm saying like hey look good for you you are um you're an american citizen now but you can do and you have Shut the, the right you have the right right you have the right and the freedom to just shut the fuck up. Exactly. Right. Next you. up, next up, we got, uh, and this is going to be a perfect transition. Um, next up, we got, there's, there's been a little bit of controversy about this movie that came out um, over the holiday season. And um, star Will Smith, um, ironically enough, uh, the namesake for this, this prestigious award. Um, but today, I'm not telling Will to shut the fuck up. Although I could, because he, he, he my, needs man, to. My, man, my man was out here selling the book, telling people that he could vomit or, he, you know, that he was, he was so vomiting instead of sex. Yeah, he was having so much sex. He had a, a fucking reaction to, and vomited. And I mean, cool. I mean, good. That's your life. That's your that's your testimony. Yeah. Um, but he starred in a, a movie called King Richard, um, executive produced by the, the Williams sisters, uh, Venus and Serena. Um, the movie is about um, basically a crucial, a really specific time in their, in their development. Um, uh, this is starts out kind of a couple of years, maybe four or five years prior to Venus uh, ultimately deciding to turn pro. And um, 
really it's a movie that comes off to me as like a love letter uh to their father mm-hmm. um father richard williams he's you know known by a lot of people who've been following sports for a while because he's one of those infamous overbearing sports parents um kind of the model if you will um for a generation of sports parents where he was he pushed them right like he pushed them to be what he believed they could be um and i mean it's always looking back on it after you know both of his daughters have achieved the highest heights in tennis in the sport um on a global stage looking back we can say oh yeah dude was right you know what i'm saying just like everybody who looks back and says oh look everybody's starting to say lavar was right yeah, right yeah so I mean, when it works out, it's great. And this is kind of one of those stories that I think it told the complete story and that, you know, dude wasn't a perfect person. Um, he had issues, uh, you know, trusting his family unit to, to uh, you know, develop and, and evolve his plan. Um, he was really kind of self-absorbed in that way um, because he had that strong belief in his girls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, where this award comes into play is that there was some, a lot of online discussion um, about, about, well, why is this movie about Serena and Venus and it's, you know, named King, King Richard, right? Like, and this is before the movie even came out, by the way, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I'm, mm -hmm. and, and well, yeah, I'd like to get your opinion because I think that a lot of it is just outrage culture, like people just looking for something to be outraged about. And probably I tell you, I tell you that there's probably a lot of people on that side of the fence that didn't even know Venus was, you know, the older sister or Venus, you know, was the one to turn pro first and was the most dominant first. You know, they, they don't know anything about tennis, shit like that. And you know, they just want to be outraged online about something. I mean, you, you're going to get that. Like, it, no matter if something comes out and it's popular, you're going to get outraged about it. Like, I go back to the fact when Black Panther came out. Do you know how many white people were saying, why why you got to be Black Panther? Why, why are y'all creating a character for Black people? Why can't he be the White Panther? I'm like, Black Panther been out for like 30 years. What are you talking about? Um, but it's just like going to say about King Richard, um, where you're saying they're calling him misogynist, they're calling him all these words, and, and then they didn't know. Well, this is Venus and Serena. This is this is them telling the story. <laughs> yeah. So and, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've read the articles. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Oh, okay. I've seen bits and pieces of it. But uh, yeah, I watched it this weekend. It was a solid movie. Um, aside from I mean, and that's generally speaking. I mean, I don't necessarily get caught up in like the online outrage in terms of influencing my decision whether i'm going to watch something or whether i'm not mm-hmm. going to watch it uh i mean you know me not nine times out of ten i'm watching something so right um even the shit that people are outraged about um but yeah overall i thought it was a good movie um it's i wouldn't say it's inspirational to me it might be inspirational to somebody um maybe to parents who um you know have kids that and it doesn't even necessarily have to be in sports but just have kids that are gifted um and you know they're trying to figure out ways to to push their kids to you know reach their their potential um you know i think you can learn from this for better or for worse 
um, and its effect on, you know, these kids' lives and your family's lives as a as a unit. Like, yeah, the story is going to be only half of the story is going to be told because, again, this is a love letter kind of to their father, um, you know, to to put out there. And I thought Will Smith did a great job as uh, Richard Williams, like, you know, the cadence to how he talked. And, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. The way he's like looking at stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought you did a really good job. And it's Oscar bait. Like, you know, I'm sure he'll be nominated for lead role, you know, somewhat something or something like he's out there on a real big press tour. Right. Like he got a yeah, book, he got the like, book got and a the movie. Money. So I think that's all going to align come award nah, season. Jada, but, Jada about to light his ass up before this <clears throat> this year ends. He gonna, yeah. She going to say something. Yeah, she'll probably say something. But uh, you going to sign that petition? Did you already sign it? <laughs> I need to, man, because they need to shut the fuck up. Like, I'm tired of seeing them for real. Like, yeah. every time they say something, I'm like, what? why Why are you doing this? It's just like, what was that, um, what, what was that old dude said from The Dark Knight? You see yourself long enough to become the enemy. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to hate them. Like I, I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I'm starting to hate them because every time they do something, it's like, man, what are you? Why? What, what are you talking about? Why? Why did you say that, Will? Will looking like a cornball for real. He looking like a cornball. Like he, yeah. Jada running all over this man. At this point, like y'all should just either start a show or write a book. But like these random interviews where you're like just divulging all your secrets and shit like yeah. that. Like nobody cares like to that extent. Like, of course, the only, the only amount of caring I do is, is, as it relates to Will and Jada is like, why the fuck do I know this? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I ask myself anytime their names come up. It's like, who cares? Why do I know this? Like, you know, y'all. Okay. We get it. Y'all not different than everybody else. Cool. We get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think there's something deeper there, but, at any rate, uh, go watch King Richard. Um, uh, solid four out of five for me in terms of movies. Thought it was good. Um, oh, she the two little the two little girls that played Venus and Serena um, did a great job. Um, oh, and my girl uh, Angelou uh, or Angel is it Angelou Ellis? Angel Angel, what's her name? You, you butcher her name. Orinthia Blue. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Angelou Ellis. Anjanu, is it Anjanu? Oh, I, I I'm not going to mess talk, her you, name up. Oh, you talk, you talking about, uh, you talk about me. Was it Anja? <laughs> I think it's, I, 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 it, you were gonna go Anjanu, Anjanu Ellis. Yeah, we're gonna go Anjanu. Yeah, Ellis. Anjanu Ellis. All right. So uh, she did a fantastic job as the girls' moms. Uh, so yeah, um, solid movie all around. Let's get into BMF. Uh, season finale happened in our off week. Um, oh yeah all i really wanted to say about this show i didn't want to recap it at all or anything like that because it's been so long since i watched it all i wanted to say is that i'm looking forward to season two um i think it's uh there's a lot of story to tell with bmf and i was listening to a um listening to an interview with little meach on um all smoke and he was just saying yeah there's you know we they haven't even gotten to the point where they took over detroit you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's like, what that's what I mean. They, they're they're still, still fucking they still kids. Got, they still got Atlanta, they still got LA, like they got a lot of shit to cover. Um, so yeah, uh, but it 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 you know, rest in peace to Lamar, you know what I'm saying, on the show. Um, hey, hey, you know, I, I want to say I am surprised they killed him off so early. Well, I hey, it was new, gonna le- be... new new levels, new devils, baby. We're going to season two. 
we got a we're we're probably gonna get I think season two is where we're gonna get the uh more of the police angle, like the catch me if you can type uh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, I mean, yeah, they're gonna be like little threats from the street, you know, because the, the nature of their business, but I think you're gonna get a lot of the a lot of the the chase. Um, you know, you're gonna have you know, that one cop that is involved in their case from the start and you know, let them run over 20 years without being able to nab them until finally, you know, he's able to get them. So I think, you know, they can really kind of settle in now they got greenlit for another season um, and, and really start to tell the story um, about how it became this, how they became so big. So um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I mean, I, like I keep saying, people have to realize he's still, they're still just kids. Like they're still just kids. So of course more shit is going to happen. I enjoyed the season finale. I knew I thought Lorenz Tech was gonna get got. I don't know his name. I can't even remember his name. But when he killed up, when he killed it, when he killed Kato, I was like, "Thank you." That was killed a great her. plan. It was. It was. But I thought I thought Lorenz Tech was gonna die too. Uh, I didn't think Lamar was gonna die at all. I didn't think that at all. But mm-hmm. he was like, "I love you too, boo," and just blasted her. I was like, Man. "Okay." I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, like I said, we know what's going to happen. Uh, your, your boy Terry ain't going to be doing a little cart business. I mean, he might be doing it for like a month or so, but I'm looking forward to next season. Oh, you, don't know, hope- you don't know. You don't know the real story, do you? No, uh, no. I mean, I, okay. I mean, I know they're not going. I know he's not going to be doing it. Well, he might be, but well, I mean, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I there's, hope- some fores- there's some foreshadowing based on what I know of, of how they were able to expand their business. Oh, that, must... that, that car service going to come into play. Oh, I, oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Stash spots, everything. Money laundering. <sighs> allegedly. 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 Yeah, allegedly. So I'm hoping they don't mess the show up. Like, no, I'll, I don't think they will. I, I hope not because I don't like, think they'll drag it out like power because power was just pure fiction, right? Like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, just that's fiction. True. That's not based off of anything real. I think, you know, it's already, it's already touchy to do something like where real street niggas are involved. You know what I mean? Like, and dramatize it to, to make it into a TV show. So I, I just don't see them stretching this out more than it, than it ought to be. Right. Like, I think yeah. it's going to, like, you know, I think they're going to take a pretty deliberate pace in, in what they want to do. Um, you know, there's no need to rush through it, but there's also no need to drag it out. So, um, you know, I think if this gets like two more seasons, I think that would be the sweet spot. I mean, you, know I mean? I, you can start to tell other stories. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I'm i just saying, like, for instance, I know I don't know if you watched it. I don't think you have. But like Power book two uh i don't know if you watched any of that that's the Tariq one yeah nah, so i guess not yeah so the first season was was okay it was the first season was good but the second season like the first episode was horrible and i was like all right here y'all go again the same shit y'all did with power was season six of power season five so yeah. I, I mean i, I mean, think it's a lot harder to make those shows pop for for multiple seasons just because you're you're building a world, right? Like with BMF, yeah. the world's already built. You right. try to tell the story, so it's a little easier in that way. To, yeah, they have a guy. They have something up. to go by. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but and also, Fifty's doing a lot of shit. Like he he he's coming out with like what three more shows or something. So uh, 
We still got that so, Tommy show to do. And yeah, Tommy's Kane, coming Kane, out. Kane ain't got another season. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. no, I'm not talking. He got three new shows like oh, yeah. coming out itself. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I mean, but he not, but he not doing all this himself. He's just like fifty is is exactly yeah. He got his producer. name on it. Yeah, all he's doing is fundraising. That's what exactly right. producers do. So I mean, you know, trust the teams. I guess you know, like I said, I think Courtney Kemp is tired writing these damn stories. So uh, you know, you might start to see a little fatigue in the power universe. But BMF, right. I think they're good money. They're on solid ground. So Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. Um, I, I yeah. did enjoy that season. Yeah, for um. sure. Uh, moving on, uh, Insecure. Got a couple of things to catch up on. So I think when we left off, I mean, you know, like Issa. Uh, did we talk about the, the episode where they were at the beach, the earthquake? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, we we did, talked okay. about that. Uh, um, we didn't talk about the one after. Which one was the one after? The one where Molly's mom had a stroke? Yep. Okay, so yeah, Molly's mom had a stroke, you know what I'm saying? Like, look bad. Um, pure comedy, pure yeah. comedy. Not not, not the stroke part, of course, but the whole, uh, she doesn't have that much time left. And I was like, this got to be the wrong oh, yeah, thing. This got to be the wrong thing. I thought that was kind of a weird choice. Like, like I get it. Like, you know, it's awkward. You got to be, you know. I, I just thought it was kind of a weird choice from a writing perspective. Like, oh, you know. Oh, I'm just tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, sorry. Um, maybe if they would have included a joke about how y'all all look the same, I might have laughed a little yeah. bit. But I was just like, all right, I, yeah, okay. It's cringeworthy. I get it now. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think more importantly in that scene, I mean, obviously Molly kind of reverted back to her old ways, right? Like she mm. wanted to take control and do everything and yep. and be the be the only person making decisions, or at least not maybe not that, but maybe you know, just being the the loudest voice in the room when it came to you know uh to to you know uh directing her mom's care so um you know i thought that was interesting and of course isa being it, it's it's kind of showing how you know their their friendship is recovered isa mm-hmm. coming down to the hospital hanging out with her changing clothes going to offer offer to walk flavor flave and and all that shit so um you know i thought that was cool but I think the highlight of that episode, uh, other than the shit with Nathan, where, you know, they walking around and getting to know each other. Um, the highlight of that episode was at the end where uh, Issa walking out and she see Lawrence. Said, Wait. Yeah. <laughs> see Lawrence and Condola just chilling, going to baby, baby Elijah's uh, doctor's appointment, which um, interesting that you have to walk. I mean, I don't know if you know how hospitals are laid out. But yeah, like, but it's in the same area. I don't I, I wouldn't expect somebody with a stroke to be in the same area as like a, as like a you know a child a pediatric yeah. just a regular pediatric checkup, right? Like, but I want I want to say I have to go back and look, but I want to say that's just at the front desk. I don't know, I can't remember, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Where it's no, like because they were like, part. oh, you ready for the appointment? Like a receptionist. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. You know what I'm saying like, but what I'm thinking, but. Yeah, right. But what I'm thinking is that that oh, yeah, it happened. Yeah, it happened. It really. I was gonna say did it really happen, but it did. Yeah, that that the interaction part. But yeah. leading into the next episode, uh, Issa started out in that dream sequence, kind of carrying <laughs> over. And yes. um, dog, I've never like. I think that was the funniest, or at least the hardest. I had laughed at a at a moment in insecure in a long time. Like like I howled laughing because dog. <laughs> When she not only did she grab that baby, she's like, okay, at what point, at what point did you did you think it was all right, the jig is up, this is the dream? At what point? 
Uh, I didn't until she she picked the baby up. Okay, so <laughs> at the at the point where she says to her, "Can we pretend like this is not weird?" Oh, I was okay. like, "Oh yeah, this is a dream." Because oh, Issa, okay. Issa, not not nearly. That is true. Enough. She wouldn't say she's that. Made, yeah, she's made she's made progress over the course of this series, but she's not nearly secure enough to say to acknowledge the weirdness in the moment. Like that's just not Issa. She she's one to embrace the weirdness. Like embrace that shit um, and make it even more weirder. So yeah, exactly. That's true. That is gonna, true. She would uh, add to the weirdness. Yeah, I know. I bring that. Say yeah, this is a dream. And then then it just got ridiculous, off the rails. Hold the baby, rock the baby, kids, fucking kids, match the meme and everything. Like the follow through was perfect. She shot that little nigga Elijah into the uh, to the laundry basket, and then kicked Kendola in her chest like kicked her with that stupid ass kick. Yeah, like Rick James. (laughs) And the yeah, he said, kicked her right in the fucking chest. And um, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this is off the rails. But um, you know, it was a funny way to open the episode. I think the episode was directed by. Natasha Rothwell who plays Kelly. So, um, you know, this episode to me stood out to be a little bit more funny um, than some of the, mm-hmm. the, the previous episodes, especially the, like that Nathan episode where they're all like at the beach for that, you know, barbershop. The earthquake thing. and yeah. I, yeah. Let's throw that in the right. Throw that episode in rice. I, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really. Feeling <laughs> throw it in rice. Throw it in rice. Yeah. That's one of the filler episodes. Um, yeah. All them barber interactions, which they had one. In this episode, I was like, I don't care. Like, exactly, I don't, I don't care what this nigga going through. Well, it's just, just like, you just, but it's just like side. with what's his name. It's just like with what's the oh, uh, we just talked about him. Oh, dark skin dude, Lawrence. No, 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 no. The one from Queen Sugar or whatever it's called. Oh, Crenshaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just I mean, like with him. Like, why do y'all yeah. keep bringing this? Why do y'all keep bringing him up? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand what what his utility is in the show, other than just being a pain in the ass, kind of in the background. Like, he don't got no real impact on what's going on. Like, I mean, even in this episode, they they alluded to like, like you know, his influence amongst like other creatives in the area. Like when she went to go, you know, pitch those kids. And two of them was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then one came and said, oh, you with uh, yeah, that, exactly. that, yeah. that organization? Nah. Um, I was like, <laughs> what did she do? Yeah, so I, I, you know, I just thought that was, uh, that's a weird storyline that they're keeping keeping on going. I, I wonder where they're going to go with it. Um, hopefully it well, ends in Koya. Like, well, remember, we don't have that many episodes left either, though. It's not that many episodes left. <laughs> yeah, we're so. halfway through. Yeah, so, I mean, they really, they really haven't accomplished anything uh yeah. i still i still remain that that, that I, i'm glad they didn't choose to like make crenshaw a, a romantic interest yeah yeah i'm like glad that. they didn't like, either at first when i first saw him i thought they were going to when i, I think saw she him about to break up with nathan oh well nathan called her called her out which is true like what, what you doing Isla? <laughs> like that nigga the most sometime nigga on this show well that's true too that's you know true too like he a, a pot calling the kettle and he a bitch too because the nigga was talking to him all crazy in that barbershop. And do that. you know what I'm saying? He he didn't want to speak up for himself. He's all oh, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, all yeah, right. yeah. All right. Oh, that, that's what we doing now. <laughs> that's what we doing now. We call each other bipolar. I mean, oh, I, I, Lawrence ain't getting no love on the show though. Uh, so oh, I mean, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I'm about to say it's it's, it's, it's coming. But now, I'm just saying I was listening now, to a, I was listening to a recap podcast and. Um, this thought was thrown out there 
after this after the series is over, mm-hmm. much like other hit HBO shows, do you see a movie? A like movie? five, like five, six years down the road. To my like, they did. Was it with friends? Like, didn't they with no, friends do it or something? Nigga, I'm talking about HBO shows, Sex in oh. the City, Sopranos, Entourage. You know what I'm saying? Movies. No, that's what I'm saying. I thought did friends show. come out with a movie or something. Oh. Nigga, friends. Nigga, who watch friends? Nigga. You watch more white shows than me. Nigga, I've never watched an episode of Friends in my life. I said you watch more white shows than me. I didn't say you nigga, watch Friends. We talk about Friends, nigga. Why are you bring up Friends? What, 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 that was the what, first thing that what, came what, to my what, mind what, when what, it came what, to... What made you go with that verse, brother? What made you go with I, that verse? Okay, how about this? How about this? I'm going to ask you a question and ignore that one. All right. <laughs> no, I don't think Issa's going to do anything. I don't think she's going to do it. I think Issa is tired of insecure, to be honest with you. I honestly think that because she got so much mm-hmm. other shit going on. Yeah. I think she wants to dead insecure. Like she's she's done with it. OK, here's my theory. OK. Mm-hmm. All right. The show has there's this insatiable appetite for this show amongst its fans. Mm-hmm. Same as with Sex in the City and Sopranos. Right now, I get why the Sopranos movie didn't happen. And they had to do it the way they did it, because a lot of their cast was older um, and, and you know some of them died and they just couldn't get the timing right right mm-hmm. um and it was on i think longer maybe there was what five, well maybe it was like six seasons of sopranos seven seasons of sopranos something like that um but i think that the show's popularity is at its peak and so um yeah take a break three, four years, five years even. And I bet the demand, especially depending on how it ends, um, the demand is going to be through the roof for, for a movie. And but the, that's uh, not as much of a commitment as, you know, maintaining the show, right? Like you can write a, a single, you know, hour and a half movie um, to, to really round out your season. Hell, Sex and the City been doing it they they on a third movie now you know what oh, I'm saying? Post, I, yeah that's true series finale you know what i'm saying like it can be done as a model for it and i think that you know Issa having this relationship with hbo this eight-figure relationship with hbo it's mm-hmm. it's definitely you know depending on how much work she gonna put in in between time it's definitely something that i would say yeah that that she gonna make that work i mean you that's a, that's 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 a uh that's actually a good idea the only thing is like I don't know. It just seems like Issa's just, I don't think she wants to do Insecure anymore. Because, like, people were asking about Insecure, what, when it took that two-year hiatus? Just like, what the fuck you doing? Like, come yeah. on, put them out. And she was just like, nah, I'm doing this shit at my own time. Yeah, and niggas ready to argue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I, I could see that, but I don't think it, it, it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, because I think Molly's going to do her own shit. Um yeah, I mean, they're all they're all like this show created stars of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Natasha Rothwell, particularly um, as an actor, as a writer, as a director. Um, I mean, and, and the, you know, no disrespect to anybody else that directed because, you know, she had Kerry Washington direct, Regina King directed, Issa directed some episodes. Mm-hmm. Like they had a lot of directors. Um, and and, you know, like I said, I mean, a lot of people got their got their break on this show like i would love to see more of someone that's newer to the show 
the girl that plays Koya. I'm yeah, yeah, in real yeah. Life. Like I'd like to see her in more shit like this. You know what I'm saying? And like have her own spinoff. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Issa is doing. You know, she's. It's not like she's gonna stop doing work. So we might have the opportunity to see. You know, some other some people. You know that are on this show. You know, with their own or even a part of different shows. Um. So yeah. Um. We'll see how that's how this shakes out. Um. I think next week's episode is like a girls episode so we're gonna get the gang back together um molly tiffany uh isa and yeah all um, of them again yeah and kelly so uh they're having a girls night so that should be good um and i think she's gonna i think that her girls are gonna try to get her to understand that nathan ain't really the one for her and she need to go ahead and, and try to get back get with lawrence yeah yeah <clears throat> now isa now I'll, I'll say this one thing and i'll move on isa in an interview, she said that um, she actually had to redo the the last episode because she didn't like how it ended, and that could mean anything, right? But like, I, I honestly, I think that's the question that everybody wants to know: is will they, won't they, still? And I think that's a credit to her and the team over there because you know, you know, five seasons into the show, we're still will they, won't they, for mm-hmm. a couple that broke up in the first season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah like, I mean, to keep that going for five seasons, and Issa been through a bunch of niggas, right? Lawrence been yeah. through a bunch of. Failed, I'm gonna say Lawrence failed, been through a lot. Failed threesomes and and, <laughs> and random women. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I, I think that's brilliant, uh, and it speaks uh, highly of um, what they got going over there. So let's move on. Um, Cowboy Bebop, the live adaptation um, on oh, Netflix. Man. Um, mm-hmm. Paul, you didn't enjoy it. I, 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 I'll let you start because I think we have different opinions on this. All right. So I think the problem with Cowboy Bebop from the first episode, I think it started with the first three episodes. The choreography was horrible. It was terrible. It was slow as fuck. They were doing their own stunts. I think it was kind of dry. I mean, I just didn't like it. Um, I think later on into the season, after what John Cho, whatever his name is, got hurt, I think they actually started using stunt doubles for them. But before then, they were doing their own stunts, and it looked bad. It was terrible. Um, I didn't like the actor for Vicious. I didn't even like his character in general because it wasn't like the character on the an- in the anime. Yeah, way too um, much Vicious. I- I yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was, I mean... It was um, almost like he was a, like a like number two on the call sheet. Like he was, yeah. Like, I was like, like why are he wasn't doing so much? And of and of the anime that I watched, he wasn't necessarily like he was just one of those characters that loomed heavy in the background. But nobody, yeah, he's like the mysterious guy. Like yeah. you don't know too much about him. You know this nigga will kill you. You know he's deadly, whatever. But right. this one, I was like, man, he's getting way too much TV time. He's getting well, make way too much screen time. But um, screen time from Ed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so is that um I think Faye Valentine was great. I think mm-hmm. she was great. Um yeah, um I don't know. It was they changed a lot of things from the anime, which is good and bad because it was unexpected. Um like I said, I give it out of 10, I give it 6 honey buns. I was not that satisfied with the show. I I was not. I was kind of disappointed. Um it, 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 I, I wasn't satisfied with it. Are you going to watch season two? First of all, we don't know if they're going to have a season two. They were Netflix, season would, two. Netflix would cut this shit off. They, I mean, they, would, they would never 
I don't think they would have ever. All right. The reason why I say they wouldn't get a season two, because the obvious answer to 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 this this whole thing is Ed. Like in the anime, Ed was a big part of that crew. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like like and he filled up like he ate up a lot of screen time in the anime just to bring him within the last 20 seconds of this season was was kind of like like they were calling their shot so um, well 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 first let me say this and, I and I think will, oh, go ahead, go uh-huh. ahead. Go ahead. no i was gonna say i'm pretty sure this is the the hard thing too i'm pretty sure ed's a girl well ed's supposed to be like non-binary so yeah 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 doesn't, yeah. Really, doesn't really matter whether it's a girl or 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 well male or female but yeah well um, but go ahead go ahead go ahead well yeah the reason why i say like ed is an integral part to the to the cast is that even in the in the anime like we get we get we get ed like within the first 10 well not even first 10 like first seven eight episodes yeah yeah he's with them from from seven or eight episodes through the 21st episode you know what i'm saying like like and that that was ed was part of the adventure you know what i'm saying like even Ed's backstory, him going back to that planet to uh, see all the other kids, they recognize him. Like that's when they first, because uh, his name wasn't his name wasn't Ed, was it? Was it Ed? Like I feel I, like they call I feel like they called him something else. Yeah, it was. Him. I thought it was something else. Yeah. Uh, um, but. but but yeah, he had his own little backstory. I did. I'll tell you the things I liked about it. Um, because I think I disliked the same things you did, but like mm-hmm. I found a lot more things that I liked about it. Um, uh, that dude as Jet was good. Uh, I yeah. think that's perfect casting. Yep, yep. Um, I, I, I think John Cho did well enough as Spike Spiegel, but I would have liked to see a different casting choice, somebody a little younger, somebody yep. that maybe could have sold that choreography better to me. So I agree with you there. Faye Valentine was excellent casting. Um, and I think she was just uh, like conniving and um, belligerent. You know, yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she I, played a yeah, role. Yeah, she did a great job. Um, and yeah, like you said, vicious didn't really care about didn't really care about the the girl either. Um, the wife um, of vicious. Julia. Yeah, yeah, Julia. I think I think it was interesting the little swerve that they gave us where she took over the syndicate or she's the elder, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do think that sets the stage for a little bit more of the, like, the heavy shit with Spike, right? Like, right. that keeps that, because Spike is that kind of character that um, that is, like, that he has a lot of weight on him, right? Because of his past mm-hmm. and because of matters of the heart, right? Like, having, right. having Julia as the big bad going into next season is perfect. Like you can't, I don't think you can fuck that up. Like, like, <clears throat> like that's that's a great storyline to have in the background, even more so than vicious. Because again, I didn't really necessarily care about like sp- like spike in in uh and or fearless and vicious when they did the that flashback episode, right? Where you know they they showed them running around and you know the 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 capo or whatever was telling fearless that hey you know nobody really trusts him i know he in here because of his daddy but that's about yeah. it. like you know what i'm saying like nobody nobody really fuck with him like that so watch out because he's gonna you know get you caught up in some shit and fearless just being his old nonchalant self he's just like ah yeah okay like i, I can handle him and he has this like loyalty to him um but like i think that 
angle is better served with Julia on the other end because there's like actual like attraction and actual ties that they have um, that, you know, that could present some real difficult spots or difficult moments for Spike. So, um, you know, I, I do. Oh, I was gonna, also I was just going to say um, I, I do like that they kept up with the theme of okay we're you know we we got you know uh, a villain or a bounty uh, to get you know each week or each episode um, and even you know the the nigga and the the white gal on that television show um, you perfect know, yeah um, even some of the shots like I like the little things that they did with. Um, you know him starting up the uh the bebop you know what i'm saying like for the mm-hmm. first time yep, hit, yep. hitting all the switches and taking off like i thought that shit was fly um but yeah i mean you know if i were rating on a scale of one to ten like i'd probably give it a seven um out of ten uh i had a good time watching it um i think i watched it in one weekend so um, yeah i watched it all at once i mean not at once but i watched it within two days and i mean it, i'm glad they steered away they changed the story because they could do a lot with it now what is it? What did y'all say? That was canon. But um, but it's just I don't know. It's just I wasn't really satisfied because, you know, I grew up with this show and it's just like like you said, they could have they could have changed the character for John Cho. He's way too old for it. Um, Jet was a perfect match. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I just wasn't it, it was just I, I, I started watching I think, it just think- to get it done with. I think the difference between me and you, just like just by doing this podcast and hearing your opinions on shows, you got a lot of high expectations for things, right? No, like, but, like well, your, sta- well, your standards for like what you. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like your standards for what you like. I would love to see what you would give a ten out of ten. Like name a ten out of ten show for me that that like just all time ten out of ten show. A ten out of ten show. Uh huh. So I could establish a baseline. Um, like you want like anime or something like that, or just oh, you sh- any show ever that you ever enjoyed. Does it have to be a show or a movie? Can it be a Nigga, movie? I'm I'm speaking English, <laughs> ain't I? All right, all right. Uh, I think Fast Lane might be close to a ten out of ten. I don't know if you even saw that back in high school. Never heard of it. Give me something like <laughs> is there so, is there something like mainstream? I'm trying to establish. Like, all right, what would you give The Wire? That second season really didn't didn't cut it for me. <laughs> yeah, you should, you, should, you should watch it again. But yeah, yeah go no, ahead. I actually watched it. I watched it like uh, last year. No, no, during the pandemic. Whenever the pandemic started, I watched yeah. that. Second season um, more important than than it's pretty important season. I thought it was great. But, man, there's shows I mean, okay. I like I would. Uh, I don't know a perfect. I don't. I don't know a perfect show. To be honest with you. my. It, it, exactly. The thing is, they've been. Huh? Well, I'm just I saying exactly. they've been. They've been talking about Cowboy Bebop. I'm not saying Cowboy Bebop has to be perfect. I'm saying they've been hyping this real-life adaptation for, like, decades. And now it finally came out, and it kind of – it didn't do what I what I wanted it to be. Like, I'm not saying anything has to be perfect, but I'm just saying – I think the problem things with you things fix. that are hyped for decades is that nobody's going to be able to meet those expectations. Think about, well, the land, think about the landscape of media 10 years ago, just 10 years ago. Think about uh, the landscape of media. There was barely but you, Netflix. But come there, on now. There was no yeah. streaming services. Yeah, everything, but I'm saying, come on now. You had to watch, had to come on either premium cable 
or out in the movie theater, right? Like, but I'm saying, I'm saying with Cowboy Bebop, though, there's things that you could do yourself. You don't need John Cho doing your own fucking stunts. Like, this is 2021. Why is he doing his own stunts? And they slow as fuck, too. And he got hurt doing it. Like, get a stunt double to do. You gave, you gave it a six. You, you trying to talk yourself down to a four now. No, I'm, I'm sticking to my six. <laughs> you, you I'm sticking to up. my six. You worked up, dog. No, I'm sticking you to my six. Bad. I'm not changing it. I'm not. I'm saying it wasn't bad, but it wasn't that good either. I feel you. I, I mean, I, I'm just, I just, I'm just, I just find it funny because I just sat here and named like 10, 10 things that were good about it, <laughs> but you can't get past the choreography. <laughs> no, I'm, because that's part of it. Like that's part of it. That's an important part of the show. There's some good guns. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? There, there's shows that are good. There's, there's shows like Ozark is good. Shot. I'm saying Ozark is good. Oh, it's I, not I, a I 10 out of yeah, 10. Let's not get off on a tangent on, on other shows. I, I was just trying to, what I was trying to do by asking you to name a show that was a 10 was to establish a baseline so I could understand what you, like, because like you said, I mean, like, like I would say this, I mean, and I'm, if you want to say I'm quibbling over one point in the, on the on the scale, sure, but I'm just saying, like, like you have, you have a criteria for rating shows and movies, and I'm trying to figure out what would be like, what would be a ten, right? I know, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Like, I consume a lot of media, so like, maybe my my scale is off, right? Like, maybe you know, like, say for instance, um, I'm trying to think of a, trying to think of a show that's pretty universal um that everybody loves okay um, while you're thinking of that this is what i'm trying to tell you so like think of something that you grew up on something that you grew up on as a kid and then it finally comes out and then i see it for the first time and i'm like oh okay you know it was okay and but then you're like ah oh, you know they could have done this 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 i'm like that's the same thing <laughs> like i grew up as cowboy people as a kid i saw that and you just saw Cowboy of course, but it was different growing up watching it because, you know, we're kids. We, we, we haven't seen so much stuff, mm-hmm. but um, but then they come out with it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's OK. Uh, it's just like Spider-Man. But like, bingo. I was I was getting ready to get into the superhero stuff because uh-huh. that's the only really point of reference. I think that like it meets your criteria, right? Like shit that you grew up on. Right. That, you know, you want to see it. So. Let's, let's take Spider-Man, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite Spider-Man movie out of all of the, like, iterations of it? Out of all of them? Yeah. Uh, uh, damn. I want to say uh, Andrew Garfield's number one. Andrew Garfield's first one? Yeah, with the with the lizard. That's probably, the, that's, I want to say, I want to say that's my favorite. I think that's the best one I've. That's, yeah, I guess you could say that. I yeah. can res- I can respect that because I- I'm inclined. Before Tom Holland got involved, I would say that was my first one, my my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved Homecoming, though. Oh, now um, now that actually, if you if if thinking about but, it, the the what's called left a nasty taste in my mouth. Pause the um the last one that came out with Mysterio because that movie was okay. Yeah, it, was it wasn't okay. that great. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. So, so Homecoming was actually a great movie. I thought that was a great movie. It's between yeah. that one. It's between Andrew Garfield's first one and Homecoming. So, what would you I, give I Andrew Garfield's one, first one out of ten? Uh, I would probably give it probably like a nine out of ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll give now it like a nine I, out of okay. ten. So I can understand why 
I mean, maybe, yeah, I can understand why you would, you would not necessarily like, I mean, cause I think, I think that Andrew Garfield one was a great one as well. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as high as a nine on that one just because maybe I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I have to revisit it, but, um, but I, yeah, I would say probably an eight, like, I, I don't think we're far apart in that. I just want to kind of get your understanding of like, or get an understanding of what, you know, what, what kind of moves the well, needle for you. I'm not, I'm not the harshest critic. It's just certain things that I don't like. Like, like when I based Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, I compare it to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, which was terrible. We just loved it because it was the first Spider-Man has ever come out. Like, Right. You go back and look at Green Goblin's costume. That shit was ass. Why do you have a helmet with his mouth open and you can see his face through it? (laughs) Come on, like the first X Men movies weren't that good either. Yeah, exactly. The X Men movies are trash. Uh, Tobey Maguire's crying throughout every ten minutes in his Spider Man. Every ten minutes, he's crying. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. People say he's the greatest Spider Man ever. I'm like, what are y'all looking at? No. Um, Like you said, the X Men movies, things like that is just bad. But I would say. The 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 highest movie that I would that that I could think of off top right now would be The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Those are like almost perfect for me, just okay. for me. I mean, I yeah, get it, for, and, and those are I think those movies by and large are perfect for everybody. But Batman Beyond was trash. Yeah, Batman yeah. Beyond was trash. That was I mean, it Begins. Batman Begins yeah, was yeah. awful. I, I didn't it like was, it. So. It was slow. I think it's more yeah. more people didn't know where they were going with it. Like yeah. that's probably the first time a lot of people heard of Ra's al Ghul and yeah, you know, all that shit. So I get it. But yeah, let's move on. Um, uh, Hawkeye. Did you catch up on that? Yep, I watched the third episode just now. Yeah. I mean, so, well, before we uh, recorded. My opinion of Hawkeye is it's a Disney show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Yep. Uh, the dialogue seems kind of forced to me. Like it's not really a lot of acting going on. It's more just like it. It seems like at times they're reading lines to each other. Like especially <laughs> mm-hmm. like between the uh between Kate Bishop and her mom. Like it just seems like they're they're just reading lines amongst each other. Like it's not right. really acting going on. Um, and then again, like I, as I mentioned you on the phone today, right? Like I don't think Jeremy Renner is a guy that carries that can carry something as a lead, right? Like, Yeah, remember they did that with Jason Bourne and he only did that one movie and then that was like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> right, so, um, so I mean, I, I think Hawkeye is good for what it is and continuing um, the, the, the storyline going in the Marvel Universe. I do think there are a lot of cool things uh, with, this, with this series that they can do. It's funny. Um, it's got a little bit of action. Uh, the story is not bad. Like, I like the story. Um, I just don't really necessarily care for the actors um, and what they're doing. Um, so, you know, it's it's pretty good. Like, you know, through three episodes, I'm in. Like, you know, mm. I'm going to watch it every week on Wednesday, of course. Um, and, of <laughs> course, it's, you know, it's Marvel, right? Like, you know, it, it, you know they're going to figure out a way to keep us uh, engaged. So Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, you know, I don't like K before the white man, but I kind of, I, personally, I kind of like it more than I did for uh, for Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying because my expectations for Falcon Winter Soldier was just going to be like nonstop action, but instead it was uh, Falcon at Hakunin for the American flag and the shield. Yeah, yeah I didn't it. like the. I didn't like a story. Like, yeah, that's what that's what that's what I'm saying. The story part. Now, well, Hawkeye, I don't know where they're getting to. Like, 
Okay, who cares about y'all? Keep bringing up Ronan. Like, who cares? Like, let it well, go. Echo, Echo. Um, it, it's pretty obvious at this point that Echo is trying to avenge her father's death at the hands right. of Ronan. Right. So, you know that's gonna be. But uh, even in the, I believe in the comics, from what I heard, uh, Echo is kind of an anti-hero. Like this whole Hawkeye spinoff thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a bunch of anti-heroes. Like Ronan. Or AKA Hawkeye as an anti-hero. Kate Bishop's kind of the only heroic uh figure in this universe. Um uh even her her uh her stepfather to be, uh Jack or uh, Jacques. Um he's he's kind of an anti-hero. He's like a swordsman. Um he'd be fucking niggas up. He's like the best swordsman in the world. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Um and um and Echo, the the one that was introduced at the end of the second episode and uh-huh. throughout the, the third, um, mm-hmm. she was kind of like Taskmaster in the. That's in what the, I thought. That's what yeah. I thought when she was looking when she was a, a kid. I was like, oh, yeah. so she, she knows can how to mimic, Yeah, she can yeah. mimic everything. So uh, it's unclear if she was a mutant uh, or not, but um, I think that would be a clever entryway. Um, and for mutants. Know, yeah, I mean, because right now in the Marvel Universe, we already had that version of Taskmaster where it was kind of like scientifically engineered to be. Well, what they were um, in Black Widow's movie. They're saying, oh, dude in jail was um, was actually the first mutant in the MCU. Uh, the one that was arm wrestling with um, the dad. Uh, forgot his name. I didn't talk about it. It's like some kind of like giant or some some name that you know big people would have i forgot his name though yeah um but yeah so uh, i'm gonna keep watching hawkeye but you know i'm you know it's it's mid you know i'm just watching this until uh so that boba fett uh series start in the begin or in in december and you know uh, i'm gonna ask you and i'm pretty sure you, you didn't did you get your ticket for spider-man i'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't no nah, i did not I did yeah because i don't yeah, know I where i'm gonna i don't know where i'm going what was that the 17th Yes, the seventeenth. Let's see if I'm here real quick. Seventeenth on Friday. I'm gonna try to catch a Thursday show. Yeah, I'm gonna try to catch a Thursday show. Um, try to see if I can slide in. If not, well, I don't know. Them tickets was was selling out fast, man. That's why I went in and got me me in the cold one. But um, yeah, I live. I mean, three movie uh, theaters, so I'll probably be. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's Yeah. yeah. But but I'm just gonna say, um, I mean. It's not it's not bad. It just doesn't have any, it doesn't have any guidance like what's going on in the show. Um, yeah, I mean it's a very loose connection to, yeah. to what's going on in the MCU. They could do um, a lot of this stuff in one episode, like what they're doing right now. Like it's, I'm like, well, y'all, shit, y'all really stretching was, this. Through the first through the first uh two episodes, it's only been like one and a half days. Yeah, I'm, you know y'all I'm really say? stretching this out. Yeah, so I mean it is what it is. Um yeah. Um, it, like I said, just something to give us while we waiting. Yeah, uh, I watched it. I started an anime. Um, you know, and, oh, I, I gotta write this down. You know me. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't go actively seeking anime, but I might. I might <laughs> have to start. Um, a new anime on Netflix is Japanese. It's called um, Super Crooks. And now, now is, is it dubbed or is it <clears throat> all subtitles? Uh, it's dubbed. So okay, um, good. But I would watch it without the subtitles because um the translation to what like what they're saying and what's on the screen is like wow different so 
Um, it got annoying after a while, so I just turned off the subtitles. But um, Super Crooks is about just a crew of villains that, um, you know, go around trying to, you know, do villain shit and pull off heist. And, um, of course, they have heroes who, you know, are, are tasked with stopping them. Uh, it's kind of a mix between the boys, Invincible, and, like, and in essence, Cowboy Bebop, right? Like, it starts out slow. It starts out by telling the story of Electro Boy, um, who ends up being, like, the main one of the main characters named Johnny. Um, and then, you know, throughout the first, I want to say, five episodes, they start to build out the crew. Um, and they all get kind of brought together under one uh one heading um to to do okay. this do this one heist so um it's pretty good it's gory um it's got a lot of violence that's what um, i'm talking about I, you know arms getting li- ripped off um like it it's really it's so fun because it's like us it's like satire right like mm-hmm. they're making they're making fun of superheroes and they're making villains the good guys um so um the only thing that and maybe this is just me getting used to anime. I, I didn't necessarily like the animation style um, mm-hmm. of of the cartoon, but like the story's good enough that I'm just like, yeah, this is cool shit. This, this yeah, cool. you gotta, yeah, you gotta. Um, I, I I'll check it out, but it, there's yeah, you have to get used to certain artists and stuff. It's just like not all anime is gonna be the same, you know. So right, right. So I mean. There's some good anime out there. There's some bad ones. I'm I know some of them. I'm not a professional for all of them, but mm-hmm. uh, I I haven't heard of this one. To be honest with you, I haven't heard yeah. of it. But when you were telling me about, it, I was like, okay, well, you got me some. You said it was graphic, it was gory. I said, yep. okay, I'm definitely yep. gonna watch that. There, yeah, niggas fucking everything. It's 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 got a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, and then some honorable mentions. Uh, True Story with uh, Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Uh, I only watched the first episode, but it looks really good. Um, I heard it was. Yeah, it's only seven episodes, so that's a pretty good story there. Um, I did watch this other show called Startup. Um, it's a Crackle original. Um, it's <laughs> it's good, right? Like it, it, it's on Netflix. Um, I think they did their first like their first two seasons on Crackle, and then they got picked up by Netflix for the third. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always wary of those shows because when Netflix takes over, it's kind of like the, like, it's a good show, but like, it's kind of like the death sentence when Netflix takes over that last season. Um, you won't be hearing yeah. it anymore. Like, I kind of did the same thing with Designated Survivor. Like, that was my shit uh, with Kiefer Sutherland. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. He's the president. Everyone yeah, got it. That was my shit. And then they just, they just stopped. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Um, who's in it? Um, you remember X-Men First Class? Yeah. The nigga that was Darwin, the black dude. Yeah, yeah. He's uh yeah, yeah he's, the, he's, the only mutant that died. Yeah, he's <laughs> one of the he's one of the main characters in this joint. Um, and uh he's like a Haitian like gang leader um who uh takes his, his gang's money and invests it in this crypto. Uh mm-hmm. it got my man Adam Brody in it. Uh you know oh, okay. Yeah, um, so he's in it. Um, so it's really good. And then uh, my my nigga Ron Perlman come in in season two. Ron Ron Perlman's in it, yeah, yeah, buddy, with the earring and a yarmulke. You know, he come through, uh, super gangster, super thug. So, um, yeah, really good um show, and hopefully I'll finish that off soon so I can start Lost in Space, which just came back. So, 
Um, yeah, that's about it on the entertainment front. Um, next and finally to round out the show, I want to talk man. a little bit of music um, because mm-hmm. Grammy Grammy noms came out last week, um, and I just wanted to get onto the rap shit. Um, don't really care about anything else, um, but. So our nominees for best rap album, The Offseason, J. Cole, Certified Loverboy, Drake, Nas, King's Disease 2, Tyler the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, and Donda by Kanye West. Uh, hmm. Out of those candidates, who do you see winning and why? Nas isn't going to win tw- two times in a row. They're not going to allow that. Um, Drake's album was trash. Let's see. Donda has way too many songs on it. And it wasn't that good. That's three. Mm-hmm. How many was it? Is it five albums or is it four? No, no, it's five. It's five. Tyler the Creator. Uh, I think I don't know. I like and Tyler's. Jekyll. Yeah, I like I like Tyler's album that came out before this one more than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe J. Cole off season. I think he might get it. He might. Yeah. That's why I'm. Uh, that's the best one out of all those albums, to be honest with you. They're they're name horn at this time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I, th- those two options were trash. So yeah, I agree. I think I think out of the out of that list, I think the best album front to back was was J Cole. And if I had to rank them, I'd say J Cole, Tyler, Nas, mm-hmm. um, and. Whoever's it's a toss last. up, yeah, yeah, it's a toss up between yeah, those two. I, yeah, I can't pick a winner. It's fucking generals versus the, uh, <laughs> the team from Longest Yard. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Tyler's been beating, you know, putting his feet to the pavement and getting out and doing a lot of the things that uh, that Grammy winning artists do, while J Cole kind of stays, you know, doing what he does. Um, I don't think J Cole's particularly one of those guys that. Um, you know, hits the award circuit like that. Um, but shit, last year I didn't think Nas was going to do it either. So um, it's really, I mean, out of our control. But I just find it interesting that that's the list of the best albums um, mm-hmm. that rap had to offer uh, this year. Now, I in no way think this is representative of the the just what the rap industry gave us this year because the rap like twenty twenty one niggas got fed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so it's a, a lot, lot of music. I, I was looking through all my downloads this year and looking at the, the 2021 downloads, and it was hard for me to come up with a list of uh, albums that I really liked. Um, I'll get into that in a second. But uh, let me continue to the next category. Best rap performance. They got Family Ties with Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Up, Cardi B. My Life, uh, J. Cole, 21 Savage, and Moray. Way too sexy, Drake, Future, Young Thug, Thought Shit, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Now, best rap performance. I don't necessarily understand. I guess this is. Uh, I don't know how this differs between best performance and best rap song. Like, I don't know what the criteria is, but I just say my favorite out of this group uh, would be like you know either. Uh, that up record by Cardi B or Thought Shit by by Meg The Stallion because I heard those songs everywhere, right? Like, com- mm. Commercials, all sorts of shit. Family Ties, nobody cared about Family Ties, but for Kendrick and him saying that he's smoking about talking vibes. about yeah yeah so, talk, bringing up Kanye West's name yeah scratch that off the list unless there's some politics going on with that. 
My Life is an excellent song, probably my favorite amongst the bunch, uh, because uh, I like Moray. 21 Savage just went crazy on that shit. And it's J. Cole. So uh, that's probably my favorite out of that category. But I'm a realist. It's probably not going to win. Way Too Sexy is a huge record. Really big record. Um, but I don't think it's bigger than Cardi and Meg. And I think that they're going to want to show the ladies some love uh, with these rap. I think it's going to be up. I think it's going to be yeah. up. Yeah, same yeah, here. I, I think it's going to be up. So Yeah. Um, um, and then finally, um, best rap song. Uh, Bath Salts. DMX, Jay-Z, and Nas. Uh, Best Friend, Sweetie and Doja Cat. Family Ties, Baby King, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Jail, Kanye West, and Jay-Z. My Life, J. Cole, 21 Savage, and Moray. Um, so it got me to thinking, because I feel like I do remember Bath Salts, but I don't remember Bath Salts. So we're going to play this a little bit. Let's see. Is this the one where Jay-Z was talking about he know where somebody lives? Uh, I about to say, this was on DMX album, wasn't it? Yeah. Hope is the living. Coca-Cola's the sponsor. I run up with your boot. Hope is a monster. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to turn that off. Um, yeah, I was, was going to say, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even listen to DMX album, to be honest yeah. with you, because uh, I so, was just like, ah. yeah. Yeah, that might, that might get some, some you know. Still, uh, let me turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what y'all talk. This is what y'all been talking about this you whole time. Hey, yeah. look, if you if you ever wanted the insight, uh Jay Z's one of my favorite rappers, and I had to turn that off. So yeah, I'm gonna say uh, there's certain what, songs I'm just yeah, like, nah. That's that's where I'm at with that. Um, really, I don't care who wins this uh this category. Again, my favorite song on this list is probably um that um that my life, although jail gets an honorable mention because for like a week and a half I was running around, take what you want. <laughs> oh my goodness! Guess who's going to jail? Guess who's going to jail? Everyone, yeah, a lot of people have been saying that. You know what I'm saying? That I was mean. the biggest song. So, uh, best of luck to all those nominees. Um, again, I don't give a shit about none of these other categories. Um, let's see, best new artist. We got anybody in there? Uh, Sawidi, um, no. Um, Baby Keem, no. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I don't know. I don't know about none of that. Album I, mean, I, I don't. I think they're just out of touch, but go ahead. What were you about to say? Yeah, album, of the year? Say, album of the year. There's a bunch of shit I never heard of, but um, they also got like, I hope Lil Nas X wins it um, just to send Boozy into a blind rage. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Nothing wait, wait, wait. Who, who, are, who, are the, uh, who are the five for album of the year? Nigga, there's like 10 for album of the year. I'll give you the oh, ones you, I'll give you the ones. All right. So I read the top to bottom. We are John Batiste. Uh, he's a jazz musician. Um, Love for Sale, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga is probably going to win. Um, and I don't, I just don't know nothing about that. But, you know, Tony Bennett, and Lady Gaga, I mean, they love that old nigga and that white lady. Yeah, so. I was going to say that sounds like something they would choose. Um, Justin Bieber, Justice. Uh, where he had, yeah, that's like, the one Martin, Martin Luther King, King in, yeah. the, in the book. Oh, okay. Uh, Doja Cat, uh, Planet Her. Uh, Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. Um, back of my back of my mind, her, which was a pretty solid album. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Montero, uh, Little Nas X, Sour Olivia Rodrigo, Evermore, Taylor Smith or Taylor Swift. Oh, there you go right there. There you go right there. And then um, Donda by Kanye West. So uh, yeah, don't really give a shit about that. Um, because not to me. Now, like I said earlier, um, 
we got we got a pretty good year out of hip hop um, in terms of um, albums this year. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to go through my highlights of my favorite albums that came out this year. Um, okay. And this is just me because me. Um, honorable mentions: uh, the Hitler Wears Hermes uh, uh, series. Mm-hmm. Side B. I said just say Griselda. Mention. Just say Griselda. I, I, no, I said honorable mention because okay. um, <laughs> I want to separate, you know, some of the Griselda shit. So um, you got that. Um, D Smoke, uh, I thought had a really, really good album, War Wonders. Like, uh, like I know niggas is sleeping, you know, he's a TV show host and or TV show winner, all that kind of shit. But that nigga know how to put the songs together. Um, and it's great, uh, great, great you know, driving music, um, plays really well in the car, uh, grip. I died for this. Um, another great album. One of my favorite mm-hmm. albums of the year. That was good. Um, Isaiah Rashad, great album. House is burning. Another one that you could just put on in the car. And did you know play. he came out deluxe? Last uh, week? I, did, I did not see the deluxe. I'll have to check that out. It's called homies was begging. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, J Cole, um, the off season, uh, that's probably my, in my top five albums um, that I enjoyed the most this year. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, number uh, another one in the top five um, or another honorable mention. I'm sorry. Falarin 2. That one grew on me. Uh, really enjoyed that one. Uh, another top five is Ransom and Rome Streets. Um, really good, good, good rapping ass, rapping ass album. Uh, 11 songs and uh, there's no skips on that bitch. Um, super solid um, p- uh, project. And then, of course, let's see, so I've named two of my top five. Uh, I'll go with uh, Makami, another Griselda guy, um, Pray for Haiti. Um, that is an album I've revisited over and over throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what, two out al- or three albums. Um What's the other one that I really liked that I'm missing? Um, where'd it go? Um, oh, Tyler's Tyler's album. Tyler's album. Uh, again, another one of my favorites for the year. Uh, again, that's call me if you get lost. Um, but I think a slept on album this year that nobody, at least nobody that that I know, um, has been talking about. Is this Sky Zoo, all the brilliant things? Um, mm-hmm. This is the album. Like, if I were to track, like, how much I've played shit throughout the year, like, you see a lot of people doing those uh, those Spotify rap days where they show, like, how how much of something they listen to throughout uh-huh. the year. This album will probably be my most listened to um, uh, album this year. Like, Sky Zoo is one of those guys that, you know, some would you know, maybe this is an outdated term, but some people will call it underground. Um, he's a ghostwriter, so he's written for a lot of your favorites. Um, so you've heard his work. Um, but, you know, he's just a, a gifted, gifted lyricist um, from Brooklyn. And this whole, the whole theme of this album, and again, this album was tied together uh, under one theme, which was like about, like about gentrification in, in Brooklyn. Right? Oh, That's where he's exactly. from. Um, and you know, it's just, it's just a bunch of like smooth, like just rapid ass rap. Like this is my favorite joint off. Of 
I was supposed to be a trap rapper, mistaken identity. Sat me with the backpackers and made it all comfortable. Sweet as a redeemer. Dunkin' a blade brown, I'm still leaving with Demeter. Shouts to who came round when I was speaking through your speakers on wanting to stay down and the beliefs that that would feed us like this turning or that. Return this shit is like three different songs in one. No, for real. It sound like the backpack shit you like. Jumping in and out the ring like an emergency tap. I got us. Same rule apply. Aim do or die. But put a mirror in front of me to save who's alive. Like picture James Baldwin in the room of Frank Lucas's and Nicky Bonds's and all that. I want to get to the end of it because like he keeps doing this beat switch. Watch. Like you were slumping off a habit. I was trying to kind of blow it. But everyone around me was meeting with Guadalupe's and eating the conduit with a trunk full of reasons to see what you follow through with. And bet I understood every dollar they spent to prove it all together from wherever we bound by. But yeah, I think that, like, you know, he's a veteran. He's been doing this for a long time. And I think when you talk about complete projects, his album, Makami's album, they all, um, they both kind of resonated with me as albums that, um, that really you know, had a theme throughout the, the entire, through the entire album, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with this one, like, it had, like, interludes, right? Like, had this woman singing with all this money that we can make. Why don't we just leave the way? Do you want to get uh, money? It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you singing. Um, yeah. Like, I, like, it's, like, I just thought it was a beautiful album. Um, here, let me fast forward to the end real quick. I'm going to show you something. This could have been oh, its okay. own. This could have been its own song. This is on the same exact song. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be a backpacker. At least that's what they tell me when I'm back home. Right? Listen, I was supposed to be a trap rapper. Fashion over ads, brick money phones. Right? Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be a backpacker. Shout to the hybrids and follow the road. <laughs> Paper made, trying to poke something. Bag on me, I can float something. Doc, don't act like a boat coming. Okay. Paid, I don't no, that's my style right there. Thank God, how the snow coming. Thank God, how the snow jumping. Name another tag team next day. What'd you say? Show running, see? Money bag. Cop work with a go, y'all. Treated as part of the disrespect. Drug sales come with shooters. Model bitches to maneuver. Y'all made it cool to be the user. So I get paid and be the loser. Fuck it. Type of time my eye on. Clock. Yeah, I mean, just just pure veteran wordsmanship. Uh, and like, I, I think if anybody's going to get their flowers on this show, it's going to be a nigga like Sky Zoo has been doing this. Of course, course. of course. Um, so, um, yeah, that I think rounds out my top five of the year. I know I might have left some shit off. I mean, we got like we got Ransom. We got Davies. We got Isaiah Rashad. We got Vince put out an album this year. Styles P put out an album this year. Are you actually listening to Vince Staples? I'm very surprised. Uh, I only listened to his album once. Uh, I didn't really, I didn't really like this self-titled album. Uh, uh, but I'm just saying, like in terms of, uh, in terms of you know output, a lot of people you know put out some albums. Oh yeah, I forgot Lloyd Banks put out an album this year. That, still, that was good. Still, yeah, that was I a still, good one. Look, look, that I still haven't finished. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We started this podcast and talk about the Lloyd Banks uh, Lloyd Banks album, and I still ain't finished it. Still ain't finished um, it. But uh, I mean, the year's not the year's not done. Uh, I know a lot of people were looking forward to Kendrick. It, it, the, as the days go on, we're not uh, looking forward to it so much anymore. But um, you know, the, we've been getting a lot of teaser tracks from like 
you know, the likes of, of Benny. Um, I think um, Conway should be having some shit dropping. Um, oh, I think they're, I think Griselda is just going to hit you with the Griselda New Year and not even fuck around this last quarter while Kendrick's looming. So, um, <laughs> they, you know, they shook. Yeah, they got to be. Um, so, uh, yeah, here's to another great year of music. Hopefully next year kind of gives us the same uh, as what we were looking uh, looking at this year. I know Corday's working on something pretty, uh, pretty substantial. So but he came out. Uh, oh, actually, um, to remind me of Corday, um, uh, T.I. son actually came out with a good project this year. Uh, you know what? Damani. Okay. Yeah, 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 I've seen I've seen him uh, at a live show. Um, he opened up for Rhapsody and Crit when they came mm-hmm. to Charlotte. Um, and I, I, I went thinking to myself, I was like, yo, all right, man, you know, he got skills like. Like he, you know, he'd be rapping, rapping, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. But I didn't get a chance to check out his project, but I, I, no, I it's good. I'll put that on to do list because, um, because yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought he was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah I thought it was gonna be some bullshit, but when I listened to it, I was like, oh, he could actually rap. Okay, yeah. okay. Like he, he reminds me of Corday. That's, that's reminding me right there. I mean, not because yeah. they light skin, but because they like talk about the same shit. Right, they got the same kind of content. You're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see Corday's growth because, like, he released a little four pack. I want to say it was this year. Like a little, he, keep talking, he keep talking about his album, but he never came out with it. He just released some video the other day. It was like, you know, just him and his niggas in the studio. They were talking about how much it would cost to fly a PJ to Africa. Uh, they didn't say <laughs> they didn't say where, so I thought Nas was somewhere uh, in the building. <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, that about does it for uh, for the music take. I mean, I don't know. Like, we, maybe we should put together. I don't know something. Maybe like a. Uh, well, I don't know. Do something. I'm say, you, you, you know, something crazy for the year end. You know, what I'm saying. I'm say, you know how you got your shit. You got your music. I got mine. Yeah. I mean, we listen to the same. I won't say I listen to everything that you listen to, but right. I listen to a lot of, you know, a lot of that shit. Some of that stuff just. I'm like, ah, it's not my, it's not my taste of music. Some I of feel it. You, I feel you. I feel you. Um, well, any additional, additional topics we didn't cover today? I know we we're running a little long today. We gave y'all niggas probably two and a half hours. I don't know how long we've been recording, but um, anything, anything left for the people? Uh, it is what December first. Yes, December fourth. ESTG Deluxe album coming out. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Thank y'all so much. Bigger than life or death. <laughs> Side B. <laughs> no, part two. I'll let you go ahead and mute this nigga mic real quick. Staircase scriptures and corner stores. Oh, you're a hater. You ran some morphine when they was Claudine. When she was 14, she worked on them corners where they made horse cream. For more cream, she worked at Walgreens and kept the store. Wait a second. Wait a second. Also, also, you forgot to mention Moneybag Yo, who had the highest grossed album before Kanye and Drake. (laughs) Don't turn the music up. Thank y'all. Joining the Basis Banner podcast. Disrespect. Again, I'm fuck. your co-host. I'm, I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Todd, with my co-host Paul. Um, yeah, we we, you're an asshole, you know, we man. made it. We made it. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a rough start, but we figured it out. 
And we're glad y'all can uh, take this journey with us. Uh, and I was still eating forget- leftovers, leftover Thanksgiving food. Okay, he's still eating leftover Thanksgiving food. So, you know, what's today? Wednesday? Hospital. <laughs> you dead. You know, Wednesday, you got worms. Yeah. Thursday, hospital. Friday? Friday? You no, know, fr- Thursday, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, you're dead. Yeah. Um, but uh, don't forget to follow us at Basis Banner on Twitter, at Basis underscore Banner on IG. Email the show, Basis Banner Podcast at gmail.com. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, we out. We out. Yeah. Don't forget ESTG Friday. Don't forget ESTG Friday. Bitch. Bitch.